1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports
2: Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
3: All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage and I will Rage once again momentarily but we welcome back the raging redhead cam stewart uh, to the fold after a day uh, hiatus thanks for joining us uh, today cam but uh, thanks for yeah. uh will you go to the baseball game yesterday afternoon uh, baseball
2: no i didn't actually no i really i had some family business to attend to so uh no i, I don't do afternoon baseball buddy <laughs> not very often maybe on the weekends we
3: appreciate Cam taking a very very busy schedule uh, can, but uh, dealing with a lot of things, <laughs> lot, as you know, a lot of issues. Yes, many, camp, many issues. Cam's got issues. Yeah, yeah, well, listen, everybody's got issues. Not the best uh, week uh, this week. A lot of bad news uh, in the world. Of course, earlier in the week, we talked about uh, our good friend, Dave Malinsky, who continues to be missing uh, right now. And uh, we're nearly a week in, a full five days in. I'm starting to suspect uh, foul play, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest uh, with you. Um, you know, who knows this really is, this is, uh, it's a mystery. Yeah. This is like, this is like Dateline or something. It's weird, man. It really is. Um, the dude from night court
2: died uh, the other night. Who bull? The judge. Oh, Harry, Harry, Harry! Wow, Harry the Hat. Yeah, that's right. That was his trademark. <laughs> Harry Anderson. Oh, he's always oh, had a hat.
3: Yeah, I remember he was the grifter on Cheers too. That's
2: exactly. It. He always <laughs> he come was... in and rip everybody <laughs> yeah, off. Sorry, right. Sam. Yeah. He'd rip Sam yeah. off. He'd do like magic tricks and steal their money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. He actually was. You no, know he played. He played those roles pretty good. Like for he was kind of like a B actor of his time. You know, during the the TV era. But, he had a nice uh, run he, on Night Court. He sure did. Night Court was a good show. Think about it. Like it uh, Bull, did a uh, Dan Larequette the the shyster lawyer he's done a few things afterwards I don't I haven't seen the chick very much though
3: isn't uh, isn't Bull Kane 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 the wrestler isn't that like Bull
2: <laughs> he looks uh, no no he kinda, not, I not he looks like him it's not though no no I'm not I'm not kidding. you think Kane is Bull I thought he looks Cain... like he looks like him a bit that's a good like for dead ringer sure but uh, no no I thought literally it's him you think Bull from Night Court the bailiff is Kane, the wrestler. Well, I, I think Cain okay, oh, was that wrestler the dentist dude before. When
3: <laughs> I mean, you talk about wrestling, man. <laughs> Florio's on <laughs> his coat. Yes,
2: yeah, I, I got the music. Oh, my undertaker. Cain right, is the dude from Come Night- back. Is
3: the dude, is Could the guy. Can
1: I have a piece of your pizza? All
3: right, bull from Night Court. Yes, Bull from down. Night Court. Bull from Night Court still alive i'm pretty sure bull from night
2: court is a wrestler his Wasn't. name is richard mole okay richard mole now that's not, he's, got, he's got like a full quaff and a beard now i thought he was bald and real like take a look I at this know. guy look, look, at him Gabe. look at this he's like doing a just for men commercial look at this guy i don't know no have you seen the guy's lid like he's actually i thought he was bald yeah, because he's
3: voiced over the hulk yeah
2: i guess he's not uh where are think? they now so who is He Kane? is 6 foot 8 though. Like he he is an absolute monster. I, I thought he was a wrestler. Charles Mole is an American actor and voice artist best known for playing Bull Shannon The Bailiff on the Night. NBC sitcom so me, Night tell Court. Tell me
3: that doesn't look like Kane from the Oh, side it up. does.
2: But that doesn't look like no, Kane. That guy has got a
3: full beard and and a lid. No. It would <laughs> it would pop up that he is uh, Kane. Yeah, it would.
2: <laughs> Richard Mole is, is, is Kane. Richard Mole. Richard Mole. <laughs> Richard Moll. Circus
3: Kane. I don't know what that is. Night Court star Richard Mole. No way in hell I'd ever do a reunion. Listen, nobody's asking you, all right? Like you're the big star of the show. No
2: way i do If you remember... Uh, i got to be honest with you, he must be doing quite well with his voiceover work because I would think we haven't see, seen him in a while. the voiceover of the Hulk.
3: Um... My favorite uh, personality on that show was uh, Markie Post.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Markie Post. She hasn't done much after that. Great rack. <laughs> great rack. Markie Post. <laughs> it's true. No, she's great. I used to I used to like her big hair too. Like I got like most yeah, guys like hair. Like I like I like that. I like that era where chicks uh, ha, had Markie the hair, and uh, Post. you know. I'm am da- I'm down with that uh, Texas look.
3: Oh, right, here she is. Smoking.
2: Yeah, she's. Uh, wow, she's still beautiful, eh? She's looking good. Old. She's. Oh, wow, she's age fan. What's her secret? And that looks like that's natural. <laughs> that's natural. Like she, she doesn't look like she's had work done. You know, a lot of chicks who get like the plastic surgery or get a botch job. But uh, uh,
3: man, to be honest uh, with you, pretty much uh, nobody ever really went on to any success on the show besides John Larroquette. Uh, John Uh,
2: Larroquette. Charles Robinson. Robinson, um, What's Charles Robinson? um, He's he's a B actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Trust me. He's done stuff.
3: Yeah, He's always sort of the, other the people, though,
2: though. The other people, you're right. I don't even know where the hell they are.
3: Charles Robinson. Was he the dude? Dude, dude like,
2: Charles Robinson's like, uh, yeah, he he's even, that guy. He, he's actually the most successful out of them all. He's in everything, that guy. But I'm not saying quality stuff. I'm just saying every made-for-TV murderer or something he's in. Was he the dude with Nicolas Cage on Con Air? Yeah, it looks just like him. Why don't you click on it? We'll find <laughs> out because I'm telling you, that guy, he looks like the Candyman, too. Charles Robinson's done, like, he's done stuff. But was he in Con Air?
3: I don't think so. No. Nope. I think I got my Later heirs. career. I think I got my errors mixed up. Yeah, so as I was dating, he like was he. Look at
2: him, man. He's done everything. Hill Street Blues, Rehearsal for Murder, St. Elsewhere, there. Buffalo Bill, the Roots, L- The Next Generation. The
3: Lou Grant Show. Lou Grant Show. Strong. <laughs> Lou Grant. He was so surly. <laughs> when journalists were journalists. Lou Grant. That's right. We're going to make, make it, it after all. Me, me, me. So, yeah, yeah, bad, bad week. So, as I was dating Dave Molenski. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. Dave Malinsky actually kind of looks like Harry Anderson.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, look, look yeah, at this. Yeah, he point. actually does. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, isn't? he actually, there's a, a lot you, more than I thought he did. Yeah, no, if you actually like, you know, the glasses looks, yeah. and a hat. It looks very much like him. It's actually and creepy. He passed
3: though. away the same day Dave Malinsky went missing. Like I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, "What the hell? Can no, even look the same? Around no. the
2: same age?" I'm actually Mrenzi. When you first said it, I go, "No, I thought you were just reaching there." After looking at the picture, you're dead on. Like it's it's creepy. He looks. Like they could he... be brothers. They could. I'm not going to say twins, but definitely related. Like bro- they look exactly like brothers. Yeah, it's just bizarre that he passed away on the same
3: day Dave goes missing, and they do kind of look the same. Then of course uh Greg Popovich's uh, wife, wife passes away yep. last night. Uh sixty-nine years old. Now, one thing, it's 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 tra- it's tragic. And um listen, I know what it's like, it sucks to lose loved ones. But Greg Popovich knew this was coming. Like she wasn't well for a while, so she's in a better place uh, right now. So it wasn't um you know, it wasn't like you know, a car accident and a sudden sudden surprise. Uh, still still difficult, nevertheless. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors are playing against the San Antonio Spurs uh, tonight. Greg Popovich yep. will not be coaching in this basketball game. Uh, I don't this think season. it matters
2: if he was coaching or anybody's coaching. Nobody's beat, They're not beating Golden State. Yeah, uh, it's It's a weird game tonight. You know, they could be they they could win win a game. game. Yeah, they can win a game. But they're not winning the
3: series. They could win a game. No, they're obviously not winning the series, but they could they could win a game. It's a tough spot tonight. I generally not to trivialize it, but I generally stay away from games like this. I'm not a big like oh the Spurs are gonna gonna be inspired. Yeah. The Spurs are gonna be inspired, but
2: doesn't mean Golden State's going to
3: let him walk all over them. No, and Golden State as well the NBA's a very it's a family the NBA. And Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are extremely tight. Every player in the NBA, they all love Greg Popovich. You know, like Kevin Durant all busted up. We saw last night LeBron James and I'll get to that in a second, but so it's not like Golden State aren't upset too like Golden Stateer, you know, they're not going to be laughing and high-fiving, "Hey, we won right now." Like they're rattled by this as well. It's a real community in the NBA. They really do. It is a real family uh, and with the players and the coaches, etc., in that league, more so than any other league in in professional sport. So it's going to be an emotional night all around. It's, it's it just sucks, man. Life life can suck. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, and I don't mean it to be, uh, start this show with, uh, 12 minutes of depression, but we did talk about Marky Post's nice rack. We did. Along the way. So you got, you got to laugh, uh, right there. <laughs> you, 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 you got to laugh, uh, right there. So last night, uh, LeBron James goes off, obviously. And, sure did. Well, he outscored them 16-1 to start the game. He scored the team's first 16 points, but after the game, Ali LaForce asked LeBron James, about uh, Greg Popovich's yep. wife passing away. And there's a lot of criticism uh, towards Ali LaForza right now. Um, and it came across like LeBron James was somewhat ambushed by this, and he didn't know and that he was caught off guard. So a lot of people are like, oh, how could she ask him that? It's inappropriate, and it's right after the game. But the fact of the matter is, she asked him about the game. He stated yep. it was a big win for us. We we came out, we did what we have to do, and then she said, "Unfortunately, the NBA world is mourning the loss yep. of Aaron uh, Aaron Popovich." Now, I don't understand if she, if Ali Laforce doesn't say anything, then she's called a called, stupid blonde yeah. bimbo that Her, doesn't ask the hard questions. question. Yes, she asks, she brings it up. And somehow she's insensitive, and she, it was inappropriate. And so much so did LeBron James actually released a video uh, after. And uh, he said, I see, uh, I'm hearing on social media that people are calling out Ali LaForce uh, right now. And he said, I didn't have a problem with the question. And, in fact, I knew that she was going to ask the question because she told me before the interview. When they were standing there, she said, do you know that uh, Popovich's yeah. wife passed away? He said, yes. She said, I'm going to ask you about it, all right? He said, yeah, yeah, okay. He asked about the game, and it appeared like LeBron was blindsided by it, but, but he already like, knew. But like LeBron stated, he was so upset that he took a while to respond because she asked him, and LeBron, LeBron didn't say anything for about 15 seconds. LeBron actually like paused and really sort of seemed rattled and everyone's like, "How can she put LeBron in this situation?" Yet LeBron was rattled because he was upset, and he yeah. stated that he had a lot of emotions running through him once he was asked uh, that uh, that question. So, this is what I talk about all the time. People just rip everybody all the time. Yeah, about yeah. the the the, uh, the fake outrage of people freaking out, you know, for for real, real no good reason, and it's a sad story. You know, the fact of the matter is, it's a a sad story that that his wife passed, and then it turns into a media, Twitter, bitch fest, for lack of a better term. It's sort of like the, you know, like the, the Parkland shooting. Bunch of kids get shot, and nobody cares about the kids that are dead. It just turns into book deals and arguments and town halls and this stupid kid and these stupid adults and... Nothing ever productive comes out of anything. So, what do you think, Ali LaForce? Like, wanted to upset LeBron James? Like, it's just it's stupid. I'm not even the biggest Ali LaForce fan. They're all the same to me, to be honest with you. I don't know any of these chicks' names. All these uh, courtside reporters, uh, but uh, you know the 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 reaction and the over the top, you know, faux outrage towards Ali LaForce for doing her damn job. People, yeah, they, life's not a Disney movie, man. She has to ask that question. You LeBron said James is tight with Greg Popovich. Everybody knows it. The NBA is a family. It 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 had to be brought up. It's, you know, yep. maybe you could argue, listen, it could have been brought up after the fact at the press conference. And, you know, it was actually once again after. But she's got to do that hit at the end of the game, though. But some people, some people just like overblowing it. And uh, it, it it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, when LeBron when LeBron James himself when LeBron James uh himself has to release a video and state, you know what, get off her back. Uh get off her back and um and I'm okay with the question, then we got a problem. And here's my boy Michael Grange. So now I'm gonna do yep. what I just said I don't like people doing and I'm gonna turn it into a me versus him uh <laughs> thing, but Michael Grange, I don't even know who he works for. Like I guess the Globe and Mail or Rogers Sportsnet. or I don't even know. More the Raptors, I would think. Does uh, he just work for like no, or guess, no, both of those T V stations? He doesn't work yeah. for the Raptors, no. Uh he's, he works for, for the F- F- Five Ninety F- Rogers yes. and I guess the Toronto Star of the Globe and Mail. One one of the others. Anyways, he's he's a local sort of beat writer guy. I've had my differences uh with the dude. I think he's a tool. Um uh, but uh so here he is tweeting uh, last night, still in shock, the TNT reporter, likely prompted by a producer, informed LBJ about Aaron Popovich passing on live TV. Real life is not a reality show. My kids cringed. Any adult should know better. Let him learn about it in private and respond when he chooses. Shameful. Wow. Shameful. Says a man that did morning hits with Dean Blundell. Shameful. You know, come on. You know, really your kids cringed. You know, I'm sorry, uh Michael Grange, your kids had to watch real life and see the biggest star in in sports actually have a human moment with the yep. reporter. And you know, the whole thing shameful. So now of course Grange going to start backing off cuz LeBron is telling yeah. everyone yeah. <laughs> that I already knew and I'm not upset about the question. beep beep so, beep back backpedal. So Michael Grange says, "Oh, so it was staged." What do you mean staged? What what do you mean, stage? It's a question. She asked asked him a question, he answered. What is it, stage? Stage. Monday Night (laughs) Raw? Like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Michael Grange is an idiot, all right? And even from an intellectual standpoint, and, you know, I know he thinks he is and stuff. From an intellectual standpoint, instead of just stating Michael Grange, that you're wrong, all right? Just state, just tweet. I do it all the time. I'm wrong. Say, so, you know what? I didn't realize that LeBron James already knew about the passing, and I didn't realize that he was okay with the question. So now Michael Grange backs out by stating, oh, it was so it was staged. When you stage is your candy-ass, soft-ass career, Grange. You suck, all right? You absolutely <laughs> suck. Just stick to writing about how Canada's going to win gold medals in the Olympics in basketball for years to come. Just, you know, keep puckering up to the Raptors. And shut the hell up about anything else unrelated to kissing the Toronto Blue Jays or the Toronto Raptors' asses. P. Annapolis will join us. Strong, Berenzi, strong. You're bringing it. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't no. want to get in the gutter. No, we have met him before, he's an idiot. I don't want to get in the gutter, but a so called intellectual writer that probably has a nice house and makes a lot of money is a stupid idiot. You're an idiot, Grange. Red and Rich continues. 84 fntsy That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Chicago Cubs. John Lester just owns the St. Louis Cardinals. He does. Uh, Cubs are up 8-1 uh, right now. Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, they are scoreless into
2: the third inning. We'll keep our eye on the baseball. No, dumb. I am game. I bet on Baltimore today. That was stupid.
3: Yeah, the Detroit God, Tigers all Didn't he get rocked?
2: Yep. Man, that guy's,
3: that was brutal. I bet on the, uh, I bet on the Cubs today. I'm on the Cubs too. I actually lost money today. I won, I win the cup game when I lose, instead of getting ahead, I lose on a stupid soccer game from Belgium. Call this We've had this, con- it's, it's Bel- we've had this conversation before. Though. It's Belgium. So, you know, I figured uh, they speak French in Belgium. So I just dropped a little, it's got a lot of languages. I said, uh, have a nice day. <laughs>
2: In so many words, yes.
3: No, that, <laughs> have a nice day. That, that's what that means. Call this Means uh, have a nice day in French. It means I wish you well. I wish you. I wish you. It means, it means, it means I wish you well. And I see uh, Tony Cinquata on oh. Twitter is now uh, sending my uh, rant, and uh, oh, he likes it. He likes it. Throwing it at Michael Grange on Twitter, trying to stir the pot. God, over.
2: he is. That's what happens when we no, get I'm not it, local for, feuds.
3: I'm not looking for a Twitter feud or anything no. like that. I just think the guy's an idiot. Right? And I got into it with him once many years ago. Oh, it was
2: it was a classic. I haven't let it go. Yeah, it was. It was. I I, I remember I was in the building. What a classic! To the point with Gabriel morenzi thing is though i was actually right in our argument yeah. like
3: always like uh <laughs> like always. well whatever yeah. i'm telling you i pick my spots whatever yeah. if i'm gonna get into a big big thing yeah. on like tv and like where mm-hmm. like it's yelling and,
2: and get fired up
3: yeah, yeah then suddenly you better be right behind mm-hmm. your your argument and i got into an argument with him about it was about the nhl team in hamilton and uh he said how great it was and um you know, Balsillie's going to be a great owner, and they were selling season tickets. Not, not great
2: for Toronto or Buffalo.
3: And they were selling season tickets. That's right. And I said, uh, I said the people at Hamilton are getting fleeced. And I said, you know what? Yep. I said, yeah, I'm getting an NBA team, and they're going to play on the, the roof of my condo. And I'm going to start <laughs> selling tickets. Like, what does it mean? Like, Ball Silly never got permission. No, he didn't. He wasn't in the NHL. No. Boots Beldiagio was closer to getting a team. No, but <laughs> Silly just started selling tickets yeah. to a team he didn't they, own, to a team that didn't exist. exist. So I said to, to Grange, mm. they're ripping him off. There's never going to be a team in Hamilton. Yep. And this thing's a big scam. And he basically I, yeah. sort of condescended me a little bit and blew me off. He sort of gave me a look, and he said something. And uh, so then I put him in the hot seat. I said to him, "So why don't you buy season tickets if you're yeah. so sure?" Because he said, "What a big hit it was going to be, and yeah. uh, you know they're going to sell the season tickets." So I said, "Then why don't you buy two season tickets then? If it's such a smash success, yeah. it's a slam dunk, a can't miss. You can sell the tickets." So I got really got into it with him, and uh, he said, "Well, I'm not a hockey fan. I wouldn't buy the season tickets." So then I said, "Well, if you're not a hockey fan," What the hell what are, you are you talking, talking about? I'm saying <laughs>
2: that it's gonna like be that. Right? You know, it's gonna this is gonna work
3: if you don't, because he got defensive. He goes, yeah. "Listen, I don't really even, you know, follow hockey," and I said, "Well, if you don't follow hockey, then you know, why are you saying that?" This, I, I was like, "I'm telling you," but then after the TV segment was over, he muttered something under his yeah. breath, like yeah, "asshole" or, or something, something,
2: like, "yeah, something rude." He said something to me, kind of like Tabernacle.
3: and it was. Uh, so it's the only ever. It's the only time ever I actually nearly, you know, I really nearly lost it in a TV studio. Like you almost attacked him. Well, I was sitting at the desk. Yes, you were just. You were just. Because I doing. was still on the show. He was yeah. on the same. I was on yeah. the next segment still. I was fuming in between a break, and uh, yeah. he said something when he got up, and uh, that's when I said to him, "Do you have an effing problem?" Yeah. And I said, you know, if you want, let's let go. We can we settle this. So I stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Sansoni was freaking out. <laughs> Greg Sansoni was freaking out at the time. Yeah, he must <laughs> yeah, have lost yeah. his mind. Oh no! Hey,
1: hey, guys, this way. is all cool, man.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> we came back right from the break. Yeah. I had to get baseball picks right after.
2: <laughs> and your baseball, baseball
3: picks. picks are? Oh, take take the Mariners. Yeah, my baseball locks of the day. Were so, so big. this is what's funny. So years later. I'm hosting a TV show in Las Vegas, and I have a guest booker. And um, I never spoke to the guest booker. Like, I never, once in a while, I would tell him. Yeah. I just sort of tell them like a theme. I just say, just get football guests. Who's your guy? What
2: was his name again? It's. Um I don't know that the guy did. Do you say the same guy did the well, audio I've, I've visual? Had,
3: I've had a few, uh, a few guests. Few, few guests after Goldfarb. This, You've had uh, Rimmer. Yeah, Rimmer. Rimmer. Uh, who else? We've, we've had a lot of them over the years, but uh, this time it was it was uh, John Lerner. Yeah. It was uh, it was our agent, and um, you know he used to uh, contribute to the show and get different guests, and he sent me an email. I got a basketball. Guest yeah, but for the it. thing is, he used to he used <laughs> to surprise me yeah. and say, "Oh, you know what? I got this guy. He's great." And you know, like guys like Warren Sharp. Yeah, you know, guys in, in the industry that I've never had on the show before that he thought would be a good fit. A good for fit me. for the show. So mostly in the gaming industry, but I don't know why he did this. But for some reason, uh, so I get an email from him and uh, he goes, uh, "Sorry, Gabe." He goes, uh, "I don't know what the deal is, but." Uh, he goes. I asked this guy, Michael Grange, if he wanted to come on the show.
2: <laughs> this is a great. I haven't heard this story before. Yeah. Man. He goes.
3: Uh, I asked this guy to talk about uh, talk about the Raptors, <clears throat> and uh, sorry, he said uh, it'll be a cold day, day in, in hell. hell. He wow. responded, "It'll be a cold day in hell before I ever do a show with Gabriel Morenzi. Wow. Except they, the learner had like didn't know like the yeah. the, the backline, so Who I was the kind of, this guy. I was kind of upset, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still kind of upset. Although, it makes me look like I took the high road until I just bashed him on the radio and said, is, like, sending him tweets. Thanks, Tony.
2: You took the the high road for eight years. I took
3: the high road that I invited him on the show. Yeah. And he said no. But in reality, it's always bothered me that he got invited on the the show. show
2: When you didn't do it. I clearly would not invite (laughs) him on my show. Exactly. Right. Wow. That's – like, for a guy, though, that you've talked to, like – Inter- intermittently between that much time? He's holding a lot of anger towards something that happened. That TV hit was, what, eight years ago, and he's still pissed?
3: Now, Howard Bloom won't talk to me either.
2: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I yelled at
3: Howard Bloom once. Howard Bloom came on my show a lot. We got, on, we got into it on the air once. And uh, same thing, I found him to be condescending, so I sort of snapped. Yep. It's few and far between.
2: The only guy we both have been banned from. i, I got to, when I talked to Gene Simmons too. He told me to f off. That's the only guy we we've both been banned from. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Hung <laughs> he up hates on
3: my you. guts. Gene Simmons of Kiss hung up on me He's him. He's not interview. a fan. <laughs> not into, a big fan of ours. I got into do a little a little uh, <laughs> debate with them about copyright law. Engel loves Kiss too. I, uh, I listen. I used yeah. to love Kiss too. Listen, Kiss—the band Kiss—and it's one of the deals where it's like you know you meet somebody that you're a big fan of. And you're and disappointed? It doesn't go well. Me and Mario Lemieux didn't go well. Were well, you a monster Mario Lemieux fan, or are you uh,
2: just no, casual I was, I was a big fan of, and of the way he played with cancer and the things that he did. But when I met him, he kind of brushed me off. I can't lie. Hurt what my, happened? Hurt my feelings. So I was interviewing Pittsburgh Penguins, cracking jokes with like the guys on the team. Brendan Morrow was going so good, so I'd want to talk to Lemieux. And he, he just looked at me, feelings? and he goes, no. And he just oh, walked right. away. Like, <laughs> you want to talk? Just no. And like, kind of gave me a look like screw off because I was doing some fun stuff in the dressing room. Kind of. You know, just having a having a talk, talking to Gary you Roberts about power shakes, and the guys were, you know, we were actually having fun. You know what's it was crazy he didn't though. Like it at oh, all. He actually it hates, goes to the show though me.
3: the NHL guys how like the the establishment how anti fun they are, because you're a pretty likable guy. So the players were like, I could understand, yeah. like you know them being, oh, God, Morensi's in our room and he's ripping us on the air every night. No. But you're a pretty joyful, guy. Yeah. You'd be surprised, guy. And Scotty Bowman hated
2: you. That's, what, that's not, my what, point. Didn't he kick you out of the room? Scotty Bowman gave me a death stare and told me, basically, like I thought he wanted to kill me. When I saw him, I still had to go get hit. What hits. did he say? Who the hell is this guy? The hell is and this get him out of the ring. Yeah, get him Who's the ring. this clown? I was talking <laughs> to Brian Campbell. He's got red hair. I got red hair. Hey, you know, what do you eat before the meal? You like chicken par? Whatever. Everything was going great. All the guys, again, Jonathan Taves, I got like I got good guys. I was so proud of my producer, and then I see Scotty Bowman. He just snapped, and then me and my ca- and me and my cameraman hid behind. We're in GM Place in Vancouver. I, I or, yeah, no no actually what was that? Was it no? They didn't play. Was they play Vancouver? No, I'm trying to think where we were. But anyway. We were hiding in the other rink behind like the, the, the racks and the bags and all this other stuff. Cause Scotty Bowman just kept on looking around, Gabe, like he really wanted to kill me. So not you're gonna be you're not the only guy that's uh you know what I mean? People do it to me too. I'm friendly with them, doesn't mean they're gonna be friendly back. <laughs> the players are usually nice. It's usually the GMs and the upper brass that I don't do well with. Yeah, Mario
3: Lemieux, I've never... He's uh, just a little bit standoffish. You I've know? never thought of Mario Lemieux to be a very nice guy, to
2: be honest. Uh, yeah, I just he didn't have the time of day for me, but that's okay. I got, I got the story done. As
3: long as uh, we're we're throwing heat today, I might yeah. as well just tell it like it is. Basically, if you get cancer and survive, it makes you a good guy. For the most part. But, but still perform, too. <laughs> like, I'm just putting it out there like... Like a, yeah. g- a great example is, man, I'm just a big asshole today so yeah. far. But a big uh, big example is Saku Koivu. Yeah. Saku Koivu played hard on the ice. He did. All right? He played hard on the ice. But off the ice? The guy played with cancer. All right? He did. He beat cancer. He sure did. He came back and played from cancer. That's correct. He was an asshole before he got cancer.
2: He's not nice, no.
3: He was an asshole during cancer. <laughs> he was an Bigger asshole, asshole after, after cancer.
2: cancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> but... You know, oh, you got you know. What no, you're right. You get a free pass if you survive cancer. That's a fact, and it's not cold blooded. Like you, if you want to tell yeah, it the way yeah, it is I know on the it's show, not politically no, correct. It's not, no, but we're not. We're short. not
3: doing a politically correct no, show. But I'm not saying. Any, I'm, not no, but I'm, not saying any, I'm not saying anything. I'm not yeah. saying. Oh, he faked it. You
2: know no, I mean? no. No. It was, no, But you're just saying he was a dick. Just well, like people. People who are dicks still get cancer. It's like when people, people, dude, dude, like like when people, people die, right? They're all the great
3: guys. They're all the greatest people. Yeah, right. They're all the greatest people. You don't go to politicians after a campaign. Oh, you know what? I want to just thank my, my opponent. They're a great, uh, great competitive race. It's like, dude, you said that he killed, uh, he killed Kennedy. He was in on it, right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm with you. And I saw, like everyone sort of just says these, yeah. these pleasantries after. Like, put it this way. Like, Bill Wirtz, the Chicago Blackhawks. Was he a good guy? No. You know? Cheap, cheap. The Blackhawks got good after he died. It's true. His kid, uh, his kid took over the show. Things got better. But it's funny because I used to know this, right? But what am I going to do in Montreal? Say, "Oh yeah, your big hero is a big jerk."
2: It's, yeah, it's not helping anybody. <laughs> so, I
3: didn't, so, but I had a roommate. Yeah. All right, I had a roommate who loved Saku Koivu. and uh, I used to like bust his balls a bit and say, "You know, he's really, he's, he's really a big jerk." Right? He's in like real life. He's like, "No, no, no, great and, guy." He's like, "You're you're just making it up." I'm like, "Dude, I'm in the room. I'm just saying, yeah. you know." Like, I, did say, interview, so, I did interviews. I did interviews. I'm telling him this and stuff, and it used to really bother him, all right? And it used to bother anyone I would tell. They'd be like, just shut up, Marenci, all right? You just You're hate sick
2: the party, you ripping the team. Yeah, you, you hate the Canadians. You don't even love and the Canadians. The thing is,
3: the Francophone media didn't like him because he refused to speak yeah, French.
2: So they were on your side. <laughs> oh, they like they like me,
3: right? So I used to so, poke the bear. So exactly. Poke it. So one day, finally, dude, I'm with, I'm with this guy that I know who loves Saku Koivu. And it's like three thirty in the morning and stuff, and we're on we're on the street of Montreal yep. outside the in the bar district. And I was so happy. We're walking down the street, and I said, "Hey, look!" I said, "There's your boy." Yeah, and he was outside this. It's like really expensive. Bonanorte. <laughs> it's like uh, the trendiest club. It's like where Ben Affleck cheated on Jennifer Garner <laughs> with a waitress. <laughs> right. So it's like hot, hot, hot waitresses. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> All right, so, so we see Saku Koivu standing outside there. So I say to him, I'm like, hey, there's Saku Koivu, yeah. your hero. You're
2: hero. That's the best. Uh, you
3: hero. I said, there's your hero. I said, why don't you go say, say hi to him? him. I said, how do you go say hi to him? So Saku Koivu's standing there. My buddy says to him, they're about like five feet away. Like he's like on the sidewalk. So uh, my buddy just says, hey, Saku, man, I love you, man. Go Habs. Saku Koivu looks up, and she just says, F off. F
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) your buddy He starts
3: looking at his phone and sort of turns around and looks the other way. (laughs) He's dodging him. I was was like, there's your your hero, buddy. I was like, there's your hero. I didn't, didn't, you know, know, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't want to be like the one to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real, but. (laughs) He's not real. That's what my father did to me when I was like four, four years old. I opened up a Christmas present and uh, my mother said, uh, You should write a thank you letter to Santa, Santa Claus. My father said, Santa Claus, I bought that. <laughs> There's no Santa Claus. <laughs> <That's> the...
2: <laughs> I bought that. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, I
3: should it's four years old. That's awesome.
2: There's no Santa Claus. I'm Ripped so... it off like yeah. a band aid. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's kind. Of, that's tough. But that doesn't. Yeah, and my father. And
3: my father was like, "Don't lie to him about yeah. this fake Santa Claus." He's like, "Son, there is no Santa Claus. It's a commercial. He's a fake commercial uh, enterprise to sell presents to people."
2: <laughs> he gave you the real goods.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I think I was traumatizing yeah. stuff. I think I like. I was crying to my grandmother. Oh, he said, "There's yeah, no Santa yeah. Claus." She's like, "No, there is. There yeah. is. Like, wow. There is." I had a bad, uh, bad childhood like that. So my kid. So then, unfortunately after, things got much, much worse, but we're not going to get into that. So, uh, dude, for various purposes, I moved in uh, with my grandparents after. Yep. And uh, I you know, it was like right around then. I was like five years old, dude. And uh, I hated snakes. I
2: still do. Right, so when I was a kid, so the only thing I'm really afraid of is like serpents. Yeah, well, I, I really hate serpents. When I was a kid, like freaked me out. some grass snake, like yeah. climbed up my leg. I and got bit by a water. I got I bit, by, bit by a water snake, <laughs> and, and and I'm not going to lie to you, my dog almost died from a yeah. from a rattlesnake bite. So This is my
3: uncle, a real class yeah. act, man. The guy's a jerk too, um, in real life. Uh, <laughs> he's like Saku Koivo. He's a jerk. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell me, he bottled up a snake, dude. I was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> old. You were, okay. and yeah. Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, He's like Merry Christmas, and he gave me a stocking. And the so, so you be I took me. I took the first I took the first like thing off, and it was like a box of chocolates. Yeah. And the second thing was yeah, it was like a gigantic lookalike big rubber. Oh snake. yeah, those rubber snakes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it wrapped? It popped out
2: <laughs> of one of those spring cans. Oh, yeah, the spring. Wow, you were five. Yeah. That's crazy, man.
3: That's the uncle that uh, when I couldn't swim when I was a kid too. He just dropped just me. Just threw the pool. you. In.
2: That was a good lesson, though. I'll, I'll be on his side yeah, for no. that one. I, don't I don't, like the snake no, stuff. No, no, he, he, he toughened me
3: up. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. He toughened me up. <laughs> he now doesn't talk to me because uh, I got uh, I caused a scene at his daughter's wedding. Really? Yeah. Well, at the reception, not the wedding. You were wasted. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of my prouder moments, but uh, you did. He. You had something to say. I mooned my family. Wow.
2: Like, right off. Ding. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mooned my grandmother.
3: <laughs> you got it. May she rest in peace. Oh,
2: my God. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like today's show's like intervention. Yeah. Like we're telling a lot of things that are happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, man. No, no I, I, I yeah, don't I, how, how long ago was this? Uh, It's about 12 years I ago. Think he, I think he should forgive you now. That's a long no, time. No, no, he hasn't. No. no. Um,. I'm just
3: no, I'm just trying to play. Uh, no, no, listen, devil's listen, advocate here. Listen, I was having a good time. Yeah, they, they came yeah. at me and whatever. <laughs> you know, thing things got. Uh, they came at me. Yeah, but I actually pulled my pants pants down at a wedding reception in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and said, "Kiss my ass." It's the last time you'll ever see it, and I left. <laughs> That's bringing your A game. That's true. Pianapolis joins us next. You better not. Game time decisions. Ready for age? Radio continues.
2: The confessionals coming up later. More stories. Yeah, I want to find out the craziest thing that Tony Sargada has done today. Family yeah. I got a, I got a family story for you later too.
3: Uh, I just confessed to uh, mooning my family at a wedding <laughs> <laughs> in Michigan. In Michigan. Yeah, I went all the way to Michigan. Yeah. I ended up leaving like four hours later. Yeah, yeah. Screw this. I got all pissed off and split. Missed a NASCAR race I was planning to go to as well. Let's bring in uh, Pete Yannapolis. Uh right now. RDS Television, former assistant with the UMass Minute Men. Pete Yiannopoulos, always a pleasure, Pete. How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Fantastic. All right, uh, Pete, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, joining us. Let's talk some NBA basketball. Uh, first things first, uh, you know, Aaron Aaron Popovich uh, passes away. And I was, I was stating earlier in the program, first off, you know, people calling out Ali LaForce. LeBron wasn't ambushed. He knew. Secondly, she asked him before. She said, "I'm going to ask you about this," and he wanted to say something. He wasn't ambushed. He was just upset about it at the, at the situation, you know, at, at the fact that she had passed away. But it really, you know, the NBA, I would say, more than other other leagues, it really is more family orientated, isn't it? In which, yeah, they're competitors and they compete hard on the court, actually. But you know, LeBron. LeBron and Kevin Durant are friends. LeBron and Popovich are friends. Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr are competitors, but they're also very, very close and very good friends. You know, there's there's more of a bond with NBA players. It's more of a community and family than other professional sports leagues, I find.
4: Yeah, I would echo those sentiments. I mean, you look at um, the era has changed, right? Times have changed, where in the past, and, and I'm an old school guy, and I love competing, and I love when guys didn't really shake hands or hug as much but you have to understand back then it took a phone call a long distance phone call to reach somebody and communicate with somebody right now you could just you know text them tweet them so you could be in contact with a lot of your opponents and they're building relationships with that and then Again, I'm a big believer that you have to leave it all on the court, and when you step onto the court, you're, you're enemies. Uh, but outside the court, I mean, these guys take care of each other, and, and they're passing it on, right? They're moving it forward. They want the next generation of guys to have better contracts with the union. Um, yeah, It's about see. making money. Yeah. And also, yeah. in year,
3: yesteryear, guys didn't change teams as much. Mm-hmm.
4: So there actually was
3: more of a, we hate this other team because they beat us for the last six years yep. in the playoffs. That's a great point. Now, players are flipping all the time every three years. You know, players stay one year in college. It's not really a loyalty to a team uh, per much, you know, as as the actual organization, which actually makes the Raptors something nice because you have players that love the city, wanted to stay. I saw a story yesterday about Ibaka stating that it's his favorite place, that he just loves it here, and, uh, you know, he's going to live here. And, and, you know, it's just that's the type of, you know, bonds – that you're going to want to build, but it's a tough situation tonight. A lot of people don't realize it about Steve Kerr. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and people were like, what are you talking about? But Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr's father was actually murdered uh, before. So, you know, Kerr, I remember after the Parkland shootings, Kerr was pretty, um, pretty rattled by it all. And, you know, Kerr... You know, Kerr um, is going to be there for Popovich, not coaching in his game uh, tonight. But it's just a sad story all around. And I brought it up earlier. Yeah, the Spurs Spurs are going to be upset by this. But so are the Golden State Warriors. It's just going to be a sad night tonight
4: in San Antonio. Yeah, it's not going to be a nice night at all. And I remember when Steve Kerr's father was actually assassinated. Uh, he was a member of the government, uh, and I remember watching him playing at Arizona and, you know, what a scorer he was. He was not just an outside shooter. This guy could put the ball in the hoop in many ways. Uh, and Steve Kerr has become an ambassador uh, for everything that's right about the NBA, and I think what a slam dunk hire by Colden State. And what about him bringing down the Knicks? And then coming to Golden State, but it will be a, definitely a tough evening. And let's not forget about it, right? It's not like somebody retired or somebody is injured. You know, Pop lost his wife, and when somebody passes away like that, it's just it's just horrible. It's a tragedy. And uh, listen, you know, we're in a we're in an era where people are asked questions immediately. Uh, Kevin Durant was asked the question. LeBron was asked. Uh, he was given the heads up a little bit before, but people always overreact. Uh, but at the same time, I think. Um, you know, this is not the series that we expected. Uh, not with the tragedy off the court, and I think on the court. I mean, we expected this to be one of the great series, one with Curry potentially playing, but the other one is Kawhi Leonard refusing to play. Uh, and I think that's taken away from what could have been a really exciting best-of-seven series. It was cool. and,
2: and, and you saw Pop took kind of a subtle shot saying, "Hey, Lamarcus Aldridge and these guys are doing this." And th-. it was almost like a subtle shot, like, "Hey, Kyrie, like, what? like you're not playing for us right now." Like you could tell the relationship there. He's not going to be a Spur.
3: Well, I don't think no. Well, he's under contract again uh, next year, but after that, he'll yeah. be a free agent. But yeah, it's it's been it's a strange. Bad. It's been a strange couple of seasons for uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, Philadelphia 76ers and Miami Heat uh, tonight. I like the way the Heat uh, are playing in this series and. Really, look, they were leading 60-56 to 56 in, in Game 1. Then they fell apart in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia hit a bunch of three-point shots. And it looks like Philadelphia is becoming a little bit too reliant on the three-point shot. Um, you know, they won all those games in a row without Joel Embiid. But I thought Miami could beat them coming into this series.
2: Their veterans are stepping up.
3: They're so physical, yep. the Miami Heat. And they're not intimidated. They're a deep basketball team. I like the matchups in the interior, and without Embiid, I think it's going to be a problem, especially going on the road right now. I think they're starting to figure out that, listen, Ben Simmons can score 30, and, you know, he can put up 60 fantasy points, but no one else can really beat us on this team right now. It was funny. After game one, everyone was blowing and freaking out about, oh, my God, Ilya Sova and Bellinelli and Saric. It's Elias, Solva, Bellinelli, and Sarich, all right? So let's let's not get carried away. Yeah, they had a nice night in the second half of one game. They've been nice additions to the team. But this is a massive game tonight. Miami, I think Miami can win the series, but they need to win this game tonight and continue the momentum that they have. I like the Miami Heat tonight in this game, though.
4: Well, I like what you said. It's about the momentum and the Heat have it. Uh, like you said, they had game one. I mean, they could have been up here two to nothing. And, and Goran Dragic hasn't really played well in two games. So I think you got to be happy if you're the Miami Heat and Eric Spolster and Pye Riley. Your all-star is not playing at the level he should be. But the supporting cast has been stepping up. And the one guy uh, that's really taken over this series and he's been a matchup problem is Kelly Dolanick. Olenek is physical, Olenek can score, Olenek can rebound, and Olenek can distribute and facilitate. And he's bringing that edge to this team. So, yes, we saw vintage Dwayne Wade uh, in game two. Um, I don't anticipate that will continue. I think he'll probably have two great games like this. But, you know, they're deep, right? They got guys. Wayne Ellington has been much improved inside Whiteside. You got Bam Adebayo from Kentucky. You got Trent Johnson, Josh Richardson. These are guys that just have played made Tony together.
3: Tony happy. Our co-host is <laughs> listening right now by bringing up Bam.
4: He loves Bam. He loves Bam.
3: He loves Fantasy Bam. Big time. You know, well, listen, big, Bam,
4: Bam is improving. You know, he's one year removed of playing at the University of Kentucky. He played, what, 30 games. So he's a guy that's active, block shots, could rebound. He's only going to get better. Uh, I think the key to stop Philadelphia, and I think they've they've realized that, and I think they identify that. I mean, if you can keep Simmons out of the lane and force him to shoot outside shots, it's not his strength. And then the one guy you got a key on is J.J. Redick, because J.J. could really stretch the floor. Bellinelli's been good as well. But, again, these are guys in Bellinelli, Ilyasova you could contain. I think the guy that you need to stop is Reddick. And if you can keep Simmons away from the paint, taking him away from layups, letting him take some jumpers that he doesn't really want to take. And without Embiid, listen, they're not the same team. And they could say whatever they want. They won that first game. They need Joel back, and I think he wants to come back. And he's not really happy if you look at his Instagram and his Twitter account. Miami won both matchups in Miami uh, by a total
3: of uh, 10 points going back home. Now, listen, Miami generally are not – Miami's not known for being like a dominant home court or the toughest place to play. And I think it's going to be a little bit different this evening. In Dwayne Wade, Swan Song, and before we move on to the next games, uh, Dwayne Wade, unbelievable performance in game two. The poise that he brings, very similar to Rondo and what he's bringing to the Pelicans – the poise and the awareness—it's sort of like going to the going to a bar with a tough guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, if things get out of control, we, you know—we this guy's been here before. Don't worry, he can handle this. And wait that guy—you know, Miami have experienced guys, and James Johnson's playing a hell of a series too. But they have experienced guys, but it's different. What is Dwayne Wade? He they looks multiple. Th- he looks different,
2: too. There's a gleam in his eye. He looks younger. Like he's yeah, he's very hungry. And it's
3: probably his last playoff yep. run right now, even though he probably shouldn't retire. But I think he wants yep. to do other things in life. Yet, you know, we see that the poise that he brings. And everybody's like, well, he can't play as good as he played in game two tonight. And I'm thinking, why the hell not? He's Dwayne Wade, and he's had a couple of
4: days off. Well, you look at uh, the body of work and physically his own personal body. Wade looks healthier. Looks like he lost a little bit of weight from when he started the season in Cleveland. And Dwayne is a guy that, you know, he's probably a little bit of a throwback that, you know, in the off season doesn't religiously take care of his body like some of the younger players do in this generation. So he waits until he gets into the season and likes to play and get himself into shape. But right now he looks bouncy. He looked the way he's taking guys off the dribble, his step back. So I think, yeah, I think Dwayne Wade has that capability. Uh, but you mentioned James Johnson and, and the other guy that's been really, um, you know, flying under the radar. But he has a defensive matchup. As I mentioned, is Kelly Winslow. He's the guy that's guarding Ben Simmons. About six foot five, maybe six foot six with shoes and a little bit of paper in his shoes, but he's doing a good job against Ben Simmons, challenging him, getting him out of his comfort zone. You saw that he picked up a couple of charges, talked some smack to him. So, um, you know, these are young players. You know, we talk about so many of these young guys like Carl Anthony towns and Wiggins and, 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 and Anthony Davis. Uh, But we look at a guy, Ben Simmons, he's got to write his journey and his legacy Listen, the playoffs is a different type of breed, and you know that, guys. Uh, ben Simmons going to have to step up because it's not only roses and flowers and you're going to get easy layups. They're going to put you on the ground. That's what Miami's known for.
3: Roses
2: yes. and flowers.
3: Roses and flowers. Yeah, no, no I'll tell you. It's that song, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, flowers it's been, Anymore. No, no. It's been
2: a long time since I'll tell I got you, roses If you're flowers. a Blazers fan, they don't get flowers because it's been the same old story. You talk about They're history tonight. history repeating itself, Pete. Like, honest to God, with the guys they have on their team, it doesn't matter. Like, to go, we both, Gabe and I both like New Orleans. We like the Pelicans in the series. We couldn't believe they were almost two to one dogs. But honest to God, like the Blazers, they got to be one of the most disappointing teams. They just can't get it together. Their shooters can't hit.
4: Yeah, that's a disappointing franchise. I mean, when you look at what's happened in the last 10, 15 years and, you know, the injury bug, right? You know, Brandon Roy uh, was supposed to be their their dominant two guard and he had to retire early. Uh, you know, Greg Oden doesn't end up playing. And then, you know, they get LaMarcus Aldridge and, you know, Damon Lillard comes in and they're like, OK, we'll have a one-two punch. And then he bolts, he goes to San Antonio This was a much improved team, and they did a great job this regular season. Terry Stotts deserves to be in the NBA Coach of the Year conversation, Uh, but Lillard and McCollum, you know, they always, you know, talked about the disrespect, and they don't get enough of the accolades and some of the other guards. Well, guys, here's your chance to prove everybody wrong, and you're not doing it. Uh, And and a guy by the name of Rajon Rondo, uh, you know, that championship pedigree is here. And what about Drew Holiday? I mean, this is one of the most underrated. Um, players in the NBA today. Look at the tragedy that he had to go through with his wife, with the brain tumor, steps away from basketball to be with his wife. He comes back, 33 points, monster block at the end. Yes, this is Anthony Davis' team. He's writing his own legacy here. And, man, um, name me a player that you would want to start your franchise other than Anthony Davis. You'll, be, you know, you'll get a lot of people saying or agreeing with you, but Drew Holiday has been yes. the difference here, and he's outplayed Damian Lillard. So they're going on the road here. Two games. Yeah, they got to step up if they want to stay alive because this could be a sweep.
2: Actually, His defense is improving too. He's getting the yeah. guy's faces. Like you a just know it. it seems he just wants it more. Drew. Drew Holiday. yeah. Pelicans are having like more the aggressive. Pelicans. The 50-50 loose balls
3: are more like 99-1 90, yep. uh, with the loose balls. The Pelicans are the more hungry team. And um, you know, good good call about uh, yeah, Drew Holiday's uh, defense has been uh, greatly improved. Rondo, a difference maker as well, obviously. Rondo doesn't like anybody, but he likes Alvin Gentry. Yeah. And obviously, it's fun playing with Anthony Davis. I've been saying this, Pete. I believe that the Pelicans. I think they're they're dangerous enough that they can compete with either the Rockets or the Warriors. Yeah. After. That it's not just a gimme series for either one of those teams. Like if the Pelicans roll the Blazers and sweep them type thing, and their confidence they're just, really starts yeah, to grow, they're growl. just going to
2: start to believe they can do it.
3: Like like Pete said, Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. He's a nightmare, you know. It's, it's a nightmare matchup for for anybody. Nobody matches up with him. He stretches you out, and then he hits a shot. He can take it to the rack. Drew Holiday's balling. Rondo's balling. They're a dangerous team. I'm telling That's you. It. Even if they get through this in the next round, they're not going to be an easy out for anybody.
4: Yeah, and I love what, you know, obviously I've said that this was probably the best acquisition in season when you get a guy in Nikola Mirotic uh, on an absolute steal from from Chicago. They just gave him away, and with the injury to Boogie Cousins, he is the best player to play right beside Anthony Davis. Stretch four, could shoot the three. Could rebound has a little bit of that Euro toughness, but make no mistake about it. This is Anthony Davis's team. I like the guys that they got off the bench again, guys that are hardworking. You mentioned loose balls. Etwan Moore out of the University of Purdue, a journeyman. He's coming into his own. They got Ian Clark, who won a championship with Golden State. These guys are making shots. They're hungry. And as you mentioned, Alvin Gentry, the system, right? It's player friendly. It's like okay, you know, you miss the next, you miss a shot, take the next one. But everybody understands the role and they accept it. And it all goes through Anthony Davis. And listen, I think they're going to win this series and they're going to get problems because Davis is the best player on the court. Every time he's on, I mean, you're going to play potentially Durant and you might have an equal talent there, but he's a mismatch because he could do it all from all the facets of the court. And if I'm the general manager Demps with New Orleans, man, I love Boogie Cousins. But if they go on a little bit of run here. You put them on the trading block, and you can get a couple of pieces to add to this team. I don't think Davis and Cousins playing together is, is the right recipe. Davis is the man. Try and get some great assets in return for Boogie Cousins. They did. I have, agree.
3: They did have a hard time. It's, it's a strange stronger. pairing. Yeah, the it two is. Of them in the front. It, they just don't. They don't just don't totally click. But you can't. Yeah, but it was. They haven't played long enough to yeah. really definitively say that. And you can't say that. You know, any team with Boogie, any. Boogie with his talent, and the team's going to be better, obviously.
2: But to Pete's point, the package him, though, you get for him, man, you'd get you'd get so many pieces.
3: Yeah, yeah, a lot you'd of you'd get tons of you'd get tons. A lot of coaches don't like him though. A lot yeah. a lot of people are scared off of uh, Demarcus Cousins. Uh, for he plays hard though. Damian Lillard, as as Cam mentioned, you know the the Blazers aren't hitting shots. Damian Lillard averaged twenty six point nine points per game during a regular season. In this series, he's putting up seventeen point five. He's hit just 13 of the 41 shots uh, that he took. And it's going to be tough to get that going on the road uh, tonight. You know, they're just not deep enough, man. Nurkic is banged up uh, right now. You know, the guys like Harkless and Aminu, one night they're really good. The next night they're not peed. It's just... That's the definition of Portland. No offense to Terry Stotts. He's an NBA veteran coach. He can win you games in a regular season, but there's that, that, that extra gear is just not there. Pete, Annapolis, great job on RDS. Thanks for joining us, Pete.
4: All right, guys. Enjoy the game.
2: With I can't believe Vegas doesn't make many mistakes, but making New Orleans plus 185 before that series start, big, big mistake. It's unbelievable. You're right. Anthony
3: Davis is averaging 28.5 points per game, 13.5 rebounds, and three steals and two blocks in the series. Monster.
2: If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions. Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: Time decisions. Game time decisions. Ready rage. Level two has been level begun. two. Tony Sincata will be uh, joining us shortly tony sincata will be uh breaking down major league baseball dfs nba dfs nhl
2: uh, dfs we missed your golf
3: picks uh, i know i'm
2: sorry actually i know i i I should have emailed them to you tony was all over luke list i have luke list too he's even right now but i did have billy horschel on my uh, DraftKings team too he's right there three under but he's not grayson murray's leading at five under right now morenci uh, I, got a, I did some, uh, I couldn't sleep last night. I got uh, two D- NBA DFS teams and two NHL DFS teams for you tonight. Four. We're going to have a, a couple lineups tonight.
3: And uh, here's something very interesting as far as the DFS world uh, is concerned. Darren Rovell reports, uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, begin discussions with DraftKings and FanDuel to exit their equity positions. Both leagues will remain partners with their respective companies. At the uh, NBA spokesman. The space is evolving. We saw the need to take a fresh look at the structure of our relationship. FanDuel has been with uh, and will remain a great partner. We simply modified some of the components
2: of our partnership. I wish they'd just bring back college. That'd be amazing. Bring back the NCAA. We had so much fun with college basketball and college football.
3: I almost think I almost look at this. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I know. I almost look at this as... I'm interested in Tony's take when he joins us, but it wouldn't surprise me if the league just did their own stuff.
2: Makes a lot if of sense. If the NBA. They have the tools, is, have the tools and the money the NBA to do is it. all right with
3: gambling, why don't yeah. they
2: just have the NBA NBA.com Fantasy League, fantasy yeah, league exactly. right, on their website hmm. and, and they can the, keep the money? And what's the other organization? It was it MLB, is that what it said in the story? NBA and MLB. Yeah, but also, I'm surprised Major League Baseball hasn't done their own either because when you talk about fantasy people, baseball has, I would say, the Most hardcore, yeah, brainiac type people it that does. put together a hundred lineups because that's the one they're sport the most hardcore, where, yeah. but they're not
3: the most. It's a limited, yeah, it's a limited NFL probably has the most. I think
2: all basketball, people. like from, ba- a, from yeah.
3: a DFS standpoint, NBA? Uh, maybe Florio or Tony uh, could, could attest to this. But I've seen in Cardano, I've seen the I've seen sort of the the numbers uh before, yeah, as far as like uh is action and. It's like football number one, NBA, NBA basketball TFS, number, number two,
2: MLB. Uh, golf does quite well. Yeah, I think golf might have been number golf. Two. Golf is, was really coming golf up. is one of those sports that's perfect for daily fantasy. Hockey was dead last. Yeah, it's yeah. Except for yeah, we're, 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 I got two lineups for you tonight, Brantzi. Lots of players. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> like, sorry, uh, Mike Cardano. I'm sorry, buddy. Ho- hockey, hockey, hockey was uh, hockey
3: was dead. Last. More hockey,
2: no. God, I love hockey more than my beautiful wife. And she's gorgeous. <laughs> I miss Steve Coolius. Cam, you're fat. Don't eat that Snickers. <laughs> I scored six You'll goals get... in my rec league game. I'm like, settle down,
3: Coolius. Settle down. You get uh, Coolius uh, doing a Cup. <laughs> I cop.
2: He scores. Canada versus Davos. <laughs> he scores. <laughs> Yeah, more hockey. More hockey all the time here. Got a couple lineups for it. But a couple NBA lineups. I think, actually, Gabe, I found a way to get uh, Simmons, Holiday, and Davis on my team. We went gro- grocery shopping in the bargain bin. What do you got? Uh, I was going to save it for the DFS hour, but... Uh, you sound yeah. pretty excited. So.
3: Yeah, I got Ben Simmons. And I got to take a leak, so it's good uh it's good timing. <laughs> I got Ben Simmons. If I leave you here for like two minutes yeah, or something, sure. like without uh, without any direction, yeah. God knows it'll happen. So at least uh, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. go <laughs> no, ahead. I got it right. No, it's, it's actually Moritz. You wouldn't believe it. And you know who I have on my team too? Just a little He's former Raptor, Rudy Gay, tonight at fifty-one hundred dollars. I actually I like thought Rudy Gay. I thought he was a good price at that uh, price point. We'll talk more to Steam Shrimps about it later in the DFS. Yeah, I did actually. O'clock.
3: Last night was. Uh, I took a page out of your book, and I didn't do I wasn't planning on doing it. It was a last second thing. And of course, I didn't put a lot on it. It really pisses me off. But I played the fur I was about to play the Penguins. I had my money tied up in that stupid, I know. stupid old Oakland Athletic game that took forever. Oh, yeah, what?
2: But versus the White Sox? Yeah. What was it, 12 11? Yeah, it took six hours. <laughs> I... The Minnesota I, game in Puerto Rico I took bet, long, too. I bet
3: the game because I was like, oh, whatever. It's starting at 4. Yeah. You know, I'll follow it when we're on the I'm air. With, I'm with
2: you. I like the afternoon. Me and Tony man.
3: were following the game. and Dude, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. I was like, whatever happens is going to happen. A million games uh, went, to, uh, went to extra trading. So, anyways, my money was tied up like an idiot. I bet big on the Pacers game to go over the number, and it didn't. Pacers did cover at least, but... Uh, long story short, so I was going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins.
2: I know. Vince texted me. He goes, unload on it. Game of the night. Yeah, and then I, then I didn't get like, it in either. Then I'm
3: like, well, if I'm going to take the Penguins,
2: uh, I want to get in, in on uh, on Tampa. And
3: I do like Nashville, and I do like San Jose. So I was like, yep. oh, I'll just parlay it. So I did, I did all four hockey games, and I went 4-0 in the NHL. Yes. That's yeah. the good news. Paid uh, plus
2: seven eleven.
3: It doesn't matter. 7-1.
2: Didn't we talk about it? Winners are winners. Yeah, no, it's That's how you cashed it's in your lottery saved. ticket down there. Was that the 50 bucks? Or no, like, that was two an, bucks? That was, another, uh, that, no, that was oh, another ticket. You've been holding out on me. you it actually... Yeah, the guy like the, likes to hear the, the jingle on the machine when you're a winner. Yeah, he was yeah, He actually smiled guys. for you. The best was, yeah. sir, and, you, and I'll have this later, and 4.44, Your change. I'm just like... I'm like <laughs> Just his face, and the guy in the back was all rattled. 56. I like I like your convenience store. I think you could
3: do something with that guy. He's got potential. He's F- fun. $56, uh, $56 uh, turned into $4.44. After a lighter. After a lighter, yeah. It was a $52 lighter. Yeah. We, for- we forgot a few other
2: items at the store.
3: No, but uh, no, I spent uh, $50 on uh, basketball parlay tickets. Nice. Nice. I like your style. I played the Pelicans and the uh, Miami Heat. So you're playing a point spread two game parlay? I played 3 but I put more on the Warriors and then just just to get the little money back I took the uh the Spurs for the hell of it. So I want the first two games.
2: Okay, and then you're on a hedge in the third game. Yeah, so yes. I'm either getting back 150 or 100. I understand. Yeah, no, no
3: know what I used to do with my parlays? Like the 50 for 100 the 50 to, to get back 150
2: won't be that bad. To give people know? a tip, usually when you really like stuff, I like to put one game in the 10 and 10:30 10 hole and load up with a sevens because usually in two hours and 30 minutes or three hours, oh, not can, so if the game goes over. Always, yeah. it's a real, it's a thing that I've been uh, and it's actually been working right. for me a lot more lately. Yeah, but you know, you know my style. You, you what? You're, you you like to let it roll, buddy. I like to double up. I, <laughs> Sometimes like I had that i, I'm and I, I I'm went. saying. Sometimes you got to take just take it. You know what I mean? Like if there's a if there's a game in the middle of the oh, yeah. night. Dude, just because You know. You know. I'm I'm, I'm telling you. Yesterday it was, it was, was a
3: classic example. We talk about it with baseball, dude. But yeah. You need money to do it because it's not it worth it if you're going to do it with like 20 bucks or something. All right. No, you won. You won three dollars. Yeah. But if you're doing it for like 200 per unit and stuff, then then you can make some real money doing it. But you really can get plus plus money on these baseball teams. Like, look at the games this year. I know. That, that Oakland what about game live betting these dogs? That's what I'm saying. The Oakland game yesterday was a classic example. Oakland were minus 2, 210 to start the game. So the Chicago White Sox were like plus 160. The White Sox were winning 6 nothing after two innings. All right? 6-1 oh. after two innings. And that's early. Suddenly... Suddenly, the White Sox were like minus 450. The book didn't panic, actually, when it was down five. They only really put the A's up to like plus 185, plus 200. Should be higher than that, yeah. Yeah, but then it was 9 4. Then it was 9 4. Yeah. All right? Then it was 9 4. Then they made it plus 450. Like, you could have gotten the A's at plus 235, plus 450. That's what I'm saying. All it's all insane. But if you took the damn White Sox before the game started, you got your plus 160. You just wait an hour. And then, boom, you're like, all right, I'll take the A's now at plus 235. And you guaranteed yourself money because you got a plus 160 and you got a plus one th- plus
2: 235. Yeah. Then you just move on to the next game. Listen, I don't want to sound like your counselor, but when you do the show, you give out awesome advice. But when I leave you to your own devices at night, I don't know what happens. I don't practice what I preach. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> like all
3: sports talk show hosts. <laughs> just like Tony Sincata. Tony. What's up, Tony? Yeah. Not a
0: hypocrite here, my man.
3: <laughs> what are you, you taking? Are you a, were you in a tin box? I was. Uh, <laughs> he sounds like. He's... I was talking about me going to take a leak. It sounds in like you're bunker. in the bathroom. Yeah. You're on the toilet right now?
0: No, I wish I was. I'll be back. I'm going to go and relieve oh. myself. <laughs> All
3: right. Yeah, yeah. Wash your hands, Tony. Uh, uh, Tony's joining yeah. from the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what's.
2: I loved it. It was good. It was clean, but it just sounded, yeah, it sounded like he was in a bunker. Underground toilet, maybe a portalette. <laughs> it did sound like... like one of those uh, carnival toilets. That's going to happen
3: <laughs> like if Kim Jong Un starts lobbing missiles for real. We'll all be in bunkers. What's up, Tony? Be... <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, it's uh, good to be here tonight. All right, so the NFL schedule, uh, people are going crazy. Ooh, the NFL schedule. And I don't often do this, uh, Cam, but. Um, you're, I, what, you're going to go crazy? No, I've got. Uh, no, I go crazy all the time. Uh, I've got uh, breaking news, though. As far as the schedule, I've got a scoop. Really? Uh, yeah, for Buffalo Bill fans, uh, I have learned that the Buffalo Bills will be playing Cam this year in Buffalo. Brace yourself for this. They're going to be playing the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, yep, and the New England Patriots this year in Buffalo. That's yeah. my uh, that's
2: my breaking news scoop. Where are you going with this? You like
3: that? Uh, Where are you him? going with this? That's that. So that's all I'm going. <laughs> Florio, you're a Bills fan. You like that? People are wondering about the Bills schedule. There's the Bills schedule. Now, where I'm going with this is every year, man, the NFL schedule comes out, and people freak out. And, oh, my God, this team's playing that team, and this team's playing this team. You know what what teams are playing what teams? The other teams teams in the freaking National Football League. All right? There's 32 teams, guys. (laughs) You're right. You think you can make predictions with the schedule. It's the same damn schedule every year. And it rotates, all right. So it's like the, it's always this like shock. Oh, I can't believe but it. But what, what NFC
2: conference are they dealing with? Who the Bills? Oh, um. is it back to like Seattle, San Francisco, Rams, and whatever? That's what I wanted.
3: I think it's the uh, I think it's the North. With oh, the, Vikings the North. And the okay. Packers yeah, and that stuff. makes sense yeah. too. Uh, we haven't I played it, Buffalo in a while. We're due for a trip. I think it's uh, I think it's the North. It is the playing North. In the North. Thanks, Florio. See, that's pretty good. I yeah, Florio was on top. Of it. No, I no. look you, you just up. guessed the North. Good call. Well, I knew we were, the North. I knew. I knew they were playing the Packers and the Vikings. Yeah, I, those I are started. good games to go to, though. If, if those
2: teams are playing at Buffalo, that'd be great. Love to see the Packers at uh, in Orchard Park, but no, if you're a rooting for the uh, Bills, road trip game. Yeah, don't worry about it, Florio. The Bills are a good home team. But, I know. That's a Bills fan. You guys are so, like, you, you oh, just uh, defeated
3: before it even starts. I, I understand. Swear to, I swear I to God, understand. I think the Bills host the Lions and the Bears. Oh, nice. Actually, that's And then go on the road. Yeah, of course. That's like, actually, no, but you want that. No, I don't want that. You, no, would, don't no. want that. <laughs> I'd rather go to Detroit than go to
2: Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> got to play the games you said i i I, to be honest with you I, i was just saying from a fan perspective you'd love to see minnesota in buffalo and you'd love to see green bay in buffalo and you can take the other teams uh on the road you get to see a better product the new york post reports that the buffalo bills will play the jets in week 10
3: yep and, of course, me and uh, Florio uh, went to the, uh, the Jets-Bills game last year. Are we going Both this year? It's uh, a big parking lot. They're going to host, host the Jets. Are we going this year, he says, Gabe? Yeah, you know what? All right. Oh, here it is. Going to make it a yearly trip. According to uh, Rob dermovsky the Bills will travel to Green Bay to play the Packers Ooh, in week, week four.
2: four. Ooh, that's early. Get it out of the way. All right.
3: According to uh, Mike Shop of WGR. The Bills. Oh, Mike will. Shope. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Buffalo sports radio. because They're always ragging on is the Sabers and Bills. Does every
3: city <laughs> like have sure. a guy named the Bulldog? Yeah, 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 Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I swear to God. Like every five fifty, Buffalo. How many like Bulldogs are there in sports talk oh, radio? Lots. And the other one is Stormin Norman. Yes, yeah,
2: Stormin. We got Stormin at the Late Night Empire.
3: Stormin Norman Ruback. Yeah, like. <laughs> There's been a Storm and Norman on like numerous stations. I used to work yeah. with Storm and Norman Marshall.
2: Seriously? Storm, storm, storm and Norman Norman. Norm Marshall. Yeah. I like it. That's yes. a, what a good handle, though. <laughs> yes. I still like it. Storm. I like I Storm. It really was Stormy. Too. Storm and Norm was, our buddy was Storming for a while, too. Right, like, he's got, more, more chill now. Storm and Norman Rumack. Yeah. Norm's
3: chilling Although right now. I know, isn't uh, uh isn't he the late-night
2: vampire? Yes, on the Fan 590, late-night vampire. Storm and Norman Rumac. Hammerhead alert, hammerhead alert. I got a T-shirt for you. Leafs and Boston tonight for five callers. Come through on Storm and Norman's Leafs postgame show.
3: I did a show. He came on after me on Oh, Sirius. I used to come
2: on his show. he keep me on for an hour. I'm like, Norm, I know Reebok's paying you. Like, where's my check? Like, it was unbelievable. The guy used to call me on Friday night. I'm like into, like, my ninth beer watching the game. Hey, Cam, Storm and Norman here. You having fun? Yeah, let's, let's do show he doesn't understand one segment gabe he likes full show talk to storm and norman you're on for an hour Everybody <laughs> <laughs> called you you even said you like you had other hits to do at other radio stations like no offense norm i love you but we can't talk for two hours here i, I, I was on, my own show
3: i was on for 30 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah 30
2: minutes still that that's what, that's that's short for him i was i was on for 30 minutes
3: so yeah people freak out about the nfl schedule but yeah whatever man there's no you
2: can't you can't judge. Put a win and loss already down there. Yeah,
3: and then you, exactly. You can't judge the NFL schedule about what's easy and what's not, what's a good game and what's not a good game. How many times, man, on Monday Night Football, we've gotten a crappy game. And Turned out to be legendary, Rams and 49ers? No, no, no. no. I was going to say, yeah, that game was all right in week too, but Lots I was going to say, how many times has there been a crap-ass game near the end of the year on ESPN, and you can't even blame them? It's like, well, nobody expected the Raiders to suck. Mm -hmm. You know, like this year, man, like the Raiders played the Eagles on primetime television. That's correct. When you make the schedule, you don't expect the Eagles in a Raiders game to suck. But the Eagles had already wrapped everything up, and the Raiders were terrible. And they played a crap-ass 9-3 stupid game in the rain on Christmas night or whatever the hell the final score was. Yeah, it was a brutal, brutal football game. Right, there's a lot of games where they'll schedule it. And you look, oh, look at this Monday night, or, man, that's that's pretty good. Like, who thought the New York Giants would be as piss poor as they were last year, exactly. right? We don't know. Like, you don't know. Like, you can't gauge a schedule by strength of schedule. And yeah. on a more serious note, from a gambling perspective, guys, all right, because uh, we're more than just rage here. Uh, on a more serious note, if you really want to gauge the strength of schedule, guys, you can gauge it through – Vegas win totals.
2: Yeah, that's what I, Yeah, that's what you do. Look at Vegas.
3: Yeah, so you don't take... Because everyone always looks at a strength of schedule and goes, what the team's records were last year. All right? Teams are different Exactly. Year year. Exactly. They're like you. They're different year to year. More mature. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> no, <I> actually <said>, no. <laughs> You're the exact same since <laughs> I've known you. I haven't changed. I'm the same. Person. We're not different at all. We're just getting older. Yeah, different, <laughs> but uh, the same. Just different. Have I, uh, lost,
2: have I lost weight too, Morenci? People are telling me... Uh, I look some guy said I look more spelt today when I saw me in the condo. He thinks I lost like ten or twenty. I mean like, I don't know what you're talking about, but thanks. I'll keep on eating chicken wings. You look the same. Okay. <laughs> I just said the same. <laughs> the same. The same. <laughs> I think you're a little lighter than
3: you used to be, but thank you. Yeah. Alright, we'll continue on the other side. I'll tell you about the wind total angle here. Buffalo Bills go to Green Bay. They go to Minnesota. Of course, like you know, you play that division, you figure you'd mix it up a little bit, right? Why can't yeah. they uh, bring one quality opponent to town? Why can't they go? They go to Detroit and uh, have uh, Green Bay go there. But yeah. to be honest, the last time we played in this little cycle, like three, four years ago, Green Bay did go to Buffalo. I remember. I remember the the Bills defense terrorized Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Like Rodgers had the second worst game of his career actually. And uh Tony Sincata's uh wrapped up his business evidently. <laughs> they're uh, joining us uh joining us from the bathroom. What's up Tony? Not much. I'm uh I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling relieved. Feel a little my better, stum- I feel lighter now. <laughs> lighter. Yeah,
0: my stomach is settled. You know, it's interesting when you guys were talking about FanDuel and DraftKings, what's going on here? Is uh, they were getting called out by the uh, the government because with these new gambling laws that are supposed to be enacted, they were double dipping. They wanted the integrity fee, right? That that they wanted to pass to these states, one percent uh, tax, go back to the leagues, and then they were owning DraftKings, who is going to. Uh, uh, have an online gambling site, so they wanted to no take,
3: integrity fee that they're yeah. paying exactly. Yeah. Yes,
0: so uh, so they said, you know what? We'll still do business, but we'll divest out of the ownership,
3: and that's the way to please the government. The fact yeah. that the government is involved in everything, involved in this, it, involved in this yes. stuff, is just stupid. Well,
2: that's what we were talking about, even for our local election. The current premier wants to, with the legal, with the legalization of marijuana, wants to put it in liquor stores or whatever. Whereas Rob Ford, the other candidate, wants to keep it to an open market. Doug what? Ford, yeah, sorry, Doug Ford. Sorry, I look more like Rob Ford, but I'm just saying. You know these guys who they have, if they have quality product, to, you know the distributors have to go through a stringent case anyway. So the government just needs to back down and stay less involved in something that's already controlling itself.
0: It's uh, it's so the leagues are getting out so they can get in. is basically what they're
3: doing here they got the money to do it. That's for sure. Well, as I said, I'm surprised that they just don't do it themselves, yep. but they don't do that for legal purposes as well because in some states, fantasy sports is still legal. But imagine, like, the National Football League. They could just cut out every middleman and run a, run a DFS and season-long fantasy sites through their own league, Tony. I mean, they already do, right? They already do have yep. season-long sites. They already have contests and Survivor and this and that. You do your Survivor, Survivor on cetera. the NFL site. Yeah, I do, yeah. but... They could step up. Similar to sort of Yahoo, right? I mean, just sort of cut out the middleman, especially the NBA. But it's a good point with the gambling law. And I don't know what's taking the Supreme Court so freaking long with this. I like heard it just, it's going to be the second week of May.
0: So I think we're getting closer.
3: Yeah, people said they heard it was going to be the first week of April.
0: That was from Mr. Christie himself, though, on Cotton Show, said it would be the second week of May. So uh, he should be in touch with this corrupt government. He's one of them. <laughs>
3: Tony I Tony's the best I was actually speaking of which The way things are going Tony The Supreme Court better get a decision out for this Because they're going yeah. to have bigger things on their heads too like, oh, I, have yeah. a feeling, I have a feeling There's a lot of big things going to be approaching The Supreme yeah. Court uh, in, in the near uh, future
2: I was going to tell you guys about the story about Rob Gronkowski Who bought a horse Named Gronkowski yeah. Uh, it's he basically paid more than a British horse. Did. Yeah, it's won four. It's won four races in a row. It's going to be at the Kentucky Derby on uh, the first uh, weekend in uh, May. But the best is Gronk. Like, talked to the British guy. Tony He's like, "Hey, man, I want to ride the horse." Yeah, the guys, like you're two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Like my jockey's one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and fifteen. Like Gronk's like, yeah. no, like seriously. I just want to get on top of the horse. The guy's like, You don't get it, bro. Like, you can't get on top of this horse. You're going to break it. (laughs) He thinks he can, like, go ride the horse. This guy is so stupid. He's honestly, he'd be the, like, hey, like you know what I mean like it, it's, horse it, yeah, it, it's he'd,
3: insane. He he
2: injure the horse sitting on it. Yeah him, exactly. But he's do you a real he rocket to, scientist.
3: I'm trying to
0: figure out now. So here's what happens the Patriots all go to the Kentucky Derby like that's the yeah. thing, Julian element. So now Gronk gets a horse he's there. But do you think he had to pay for this or do you think that they just gave him, you know, a, a piece, a little piece so they Dude, can I mean, you
2: know. No, we're in the horse race. racing business. These guys are the cheapest. They don't Any anyway. picture I can tell you they're probably stealing from Gronk right now.
3: I guarantee you half the people in the horse racing Industry don't even know Rob Gronkowski <laughs> is.
2: They just think he's a big goofy, yeah, rich gonna, white kid. Yeah, he, they hope his wallet's bad. I could tell you that. Yeah, it's you know no. But this horse is already a winner. It won the Burden Stakes four one four won 4 races in a row. He's not picking up a trotter. He's picking up a thoroughbred.
3: It should uh, should be interesting. You're right. The Patriots. There's always incidents when we go. What was it? Yeah. Wes Walker was all yeah. high on ecstasy and Molly yeah. and stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Woo, run, horsey.
3: Hey, he was yeah. all wasted. Handing out. Pretty cool though. Nice guy. He was handing out hundred-dollar bills. Oh, to strangers. I yeah. wish
2: I was there. We could really use it.
3: He was all, he was wasted. He was like he was on ecstasy. So he was like in a good go On ecstasy like uh, yeah, like they hug and everything's Free great. love. So yeah, he's uh, he's all nice and like, "Hey man." And he's just handing out $100 bills wow, to everyone. I really line. wish we were
2: at that one. Yeah, you get a free I would 100. Come as a, bet. Dis- come as a disguise to get another one. Yeah, you went right back <laughs> up to
3: him. Yeah, no, come on. It's like when they give away the free sample on the street, Cam like double goes back uh Tony. I'm not I'm not oh, going to lie yeah. to you.
2: Gabe's local grocery store, they've been really, really uh, feeling it these days. I guess a lot of people in this uh, rich area by the studio have been, like, putting money into the store. The new pizza guy, he's not just bringing out samples. Like, he's, like, lining them up at the top, and I just sit there. I'm like, oh, mm, this one's good. You got meat lovers and whatever. I could basically get my lunch there like it's a Costco. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. And the manager felt bad for me one day. I ran out of gas. I had to get home, Rentsy. So I gave him a sob story. He lent me twenty bucks. I go, oh, I needed to pick up some groceries. He goes, here's a twenty-five dollar. He gave me a gift card for the restaurant, uh, for the grocery store, because I spend so much money there, right? I buy roasts and stuff. I was like, wow, man, I lost my wallet and stuff, and the guy gave me money to get home. It was was very. I thought I was gonna be stranded.
0: Yeah, when I was working, when I was working in New York, me, Ronis, and Angle used to go in this bagel place that always had a sample tray. And uh, I would, you know, throw a little cream cheese on it. And then, uh, you know, this ain't bad, but, uh, you know, I need a little more kick to it. And I would try the next one. And and Angle's like, they're going to kick us out. And uh, the lady became friendly, friendly with me. And uh, she she, uh, asked me for my phone number because I was the guy that was the bagel guy. And uh, I would give them my review every morning on my bagels. And I never paid for a damn thing. Did you roll her dough? I tried. Roll her I tried. Dough. <laughs> we, had a commu- we had a communication problem. She didn't speak English, and oh, I. But she liked. I
3: know that giving you free food. I know that
0: bagel place. What the place right across the street there? It, well, it's on the same side of the street, but it's uh, it's about four things up, four or five. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. I know the place. Brent, so you can't yeah. beat free
3: samples. I was told. Uh, I was told that's the best bagel place. ever oh, yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. Montreal's got wicked bagels. Yeah, Montreal's got better bagels. So I would say that. Come on, New York,
2: you're upsetting the whole Jewish community. One. No. I've, been, I've been, you know what, Tony, and I'm an, I'm unbi- biased. Uh, there's
3: a lot. There's a lot of Jewish people
2: in Montreal. I've, I've had, really? I've had all the New York bagels, and I've had Montreal. I think Montreal bagels are the best. I'm telling you. I was
0: at, so I asked people why the bagels. Hasidic were. style, man. With the curls. I asked why the bagels are better. They said they had better water. It's all about the water.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah.
2: got to use the good stuff. Yeah, Don't cheap out.
3: Yeah, I'm sure the water, water on 35th Street great, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: pristine
2: water. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. It's, got got fish. it's got a fish sure with three eyes things. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure the great, great water. It's like Springfield. peeing in the sore, and then we're going to get
3: the bagels saying, down flurry. there. Yeah, great, great water in the area.
2: Great water for bagels. It's known. It's uh, spring water, just like Colorado Springs, Tony. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Six thirty-five. Six and 35th, Yeah, fifth. yeah. <laughs> great, great water. Known known for its great water. <laughs> Hydrogen. So there's like rats hydrogen? inside the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know what?
0: When you, I so we worked weird hours when we were in New York, right? And you go through Times uh-huh. Square at four o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't believe the size of the rats running around. They I, should I, have leashes. It's amazing. i I'm telling you,
2: Tony. I'm gonna what, tell like, you. I'm gonna tell like 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 you. Yes, yes huh? I'm gonna tell you a true rat story from yeah. New York. When I was doing the Journey of the Cup, I met WWE's Renee uh, Young Paquette down oh, there. Yeah. So we went out for a beer. We're friends. Me and Gabe and her used to work together at the TV station. So. We hooked up after we went to Madison Square Garden. We saw a rat, the size of a, cac- a raccoon, lift up like almost like bench press a pizza, a full piece of New York slice, and take <laughs> off. Like they're huge, man. Like I'm telling you, he manhandled this pizza, not just the crust, the whole damn slice, and he was like toying with it. Like they were huge, weird. monstrous. Like they're scary, man. I've seen like like st- I don't want to deal with those rats. They're yeah. Tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, Times Square. If you're homeless and listening to the show, don't sleep in Times Square. That is rough. The yeah, uh... rats,
3: a lot of rats. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, they are
3: big, man. They That's why they are huge.
2: No, this one was huge. It was like a raccoon.
3: That's why they say the pizza in Las Vegas is no good. The water. Oh really? Something, you know, something
2: yeah, something about the dull. Really? Yeah, it's, just, it, well, it's, it's also soft versus hard water. Have you ever noticed how when you have hard water, you no. buy those? Well, I'm just going to tell you a story yeah. about the difference between soft and hard water. You need water to be soft for everything that's good. The problem is in big cities, you get the hard water. Why do you think that turkey that I did that TV show with pimps those Windsor system pellets? It softens water and makes food and everything taste better, and you also have a better shower, lighter on the skin.
3: See, I don't oh. I don't know
2: anything hot about hot tips, hot hot home tips, Gabe. I'm not just a man of Ziplocs and bags, water softeners. Has
3: it helped your skin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should go invest in
3: some Tony some, some, of, some water softener. Gabe's giving us skin tips. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't see what you know. You're not doing like any Noxema I don't have invention. any scabs
2: or anything. No, oh, I'm just saying it's Oh, uh, you
0: know what? I got a I got a rash on my right ribs. Like I don't know yeah. what happened here. Like there's a little Eating soft water, Tony. It feels like I'm getting like bitten by little things.
2: And a, and, a, and a gallon of polysporin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's bizarre. We get older, too. Yeah, well, you got more some marks on you? I
3: got mysterious yeah. scratches on my body all the time. Yeah. I got, like, <laughs> scratches on my arm. Or, like It looks yeah. like I had, like, crazy sex yeah. with someone. But, but I it's really, just you're,
2: yeah. no, you're, you're having night terrors. No, I get
3: it. What? You're scratching yourself. No, I really didn't. It used to happen. I remember my ex-girlfriend used to freak, too. She's like, how come you have these scratches on your back and your neck? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I said, I really, I just
2: don't know. So you're doing something at night. You're, you might be like... I, you, no, uh, I
3: think that somebody has a voodoo doll of <laughs> me.
2: Well, you better get it out. <laughs> yeah, I think someone's got
3: a voodoo doll. They just screw me over and over. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of mysteries in life, man. You can't, can't figure anything out, right?
2: Well, I have, a, I, I have a marble-sized thing in my belly button that my doctor told me I'm going to have to get removed. It's called an ulcer. And it's like literally oh. almost the size of a golf ball now. I haven't showed you because I don't take off my shirt very often. But uh, yeah, I don't know it's if I a problem. See No, it. I don't want to show it to you. You'll get, get disgusted. <laughs> <Like laughs> like you it, but it's uh, getting uh, bigger. Uh, no, you can golf? see it. Like no, if, no, I go, if I go there, see it pop out. See, you've I don't think it, you golf. You mentioned ball this bad. before. And I'm telling you the truth. Look at it. I almost Turn want. I
3: almost want to see it now. Want to touch it? No, no, no. I don't want to touch it. I'd rather see. No, just touch it. No, no, I'm not touching it. Put
2: your finger into it. No, no. has got it. Belly in my face. No, just do it. Just no, put your finger on no. it. it just feels like a bun. Lick it. Oh, like, like, I don't understand why you're scared. Like, it's, it's just a piece of skin.
3: Oh. He's literally standing up with his belly in my face, Tony. God. He's like, touch oh. it. Touch it. Lick All right, it. I lift like it up. It. Let's see. Let's see. I don't want to show it. No, no, just... You don't got to get so close. Move back. Move back. No, see it? No. Hold on. Sit back down. Sit back down. See? It's purple. Let's see. It's purple. Oh, dear God. It's purple. <laughs> I told you. It's, it's huge. God. Why don't you get it's it out what, what I don't understand is when I
2: asked you to lift the shirt <laughs> up. Because I just wanted you to touch it because you can tell that it's like you decide. Like I didn't know I'm what I not a you. doctor. Well, I wish you were. Can you tell me what the hell is going on? How but, come I have a golf ball in he, my stomach?
3: He's telling me he's got a golf ball. And then he's like, he gets his, his big belly in my face. He's like, touch it. Touch it. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, all right, let's see it. Yeah, but saw for some it. reason, he gets close. I'm like, no, you can't see this. <laughs> like, he thinks I'm a doctor. He's I like, I don't know. He's like, here it is, doc. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but after seeing it, are you not concerned now? Yes. Yes. Here's as <laughs> though. You have like two belly a buttons. A purple-sized golf ball that is inside your belly
2: button. Oh. Uh-huh. Called a hernia. Like you know when they say sports hernia. That's what they, the guys, when they how go. Do, out a hernia, how a hernia? Was how do you bah, know no, that? But it, no, but it pops out in the front. That's what the how doctor do you know told that? me. Uh, my doctor told me, he goes, I don't want to have to put, operate on you now because I go, we're just starting a three hour radio program. because eventually you're going to have to come in <laughs> for uh, surgery. It was when we were doing the one hour show. And I said, and he also S- said, surgeries,
3: surgeries are like breaking up with somebody. Oh, never boy. a
2: good time. I don't want, no. Do you understand? <laughs> can I tell you, uh, since we're telling story time, the last time I, oh, you know, oh, Tony, I got to tell you this one. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you the story quick before we get into you know, more I'm just, DFS. I'm just a little freaked out by the golf. <laughs> Anyway, it's at least I'm telling the, tell yeah, you the right. truth. Right, I thought I you were a doctor. Yeah, I want to see it. I anyway, it's just, it's, yeah. the like, last time I went for surgery, I went to a doctor, and he told me I might have skin cancer because I used to get a lot of sunburns. Whoa. You know, right, Gabe? I got blonde, eyes, red hair, whatever. When I was in Jamaica, I had, like, I got burnt by the sun so bad I had blisters all over me, whatever. So when you're getting older, you get scared. So I went to a doctor. He goes, I had a big black mark on my leg. He goes, in my ankle. He goes, you got to take it out. I go, I want a second opinion he goes you got to take it out. So Morenci, I went to the doctor and they put a bone saw basically in the thing to cut out my ankle. He didn't he estimated my weight wrong. He didn't give me enough anesthesia and I feel the bone <laughs> saw going through my leg. I go, <laughs> and I, go I go, I don't see it in the air, Like I I started freaking out, jumped and then finally the guy drugged me and then got that's my experience. This guy and now I have a big crazy thing in my ankle that I got to put special cream on because uh, basically this guy almost killed me and he was supposed to be a respectable doctor. He put a bone saw into my ankle. So how long <laughs> How long? <laughs> Sorry. I you can't
3: the carpets now. I don't know what's going on over okay? here. Uh, We're back
2: at the old table. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, just, uh, <laughs> everyone's settled down. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, see? So, yeah. Well, so, so, what's, what's the, the deal? How long are you going to live with that thing for?
2: Uh, the doctor yeah. says it's probably going well, to It's kind of get... purple. I know. It's got changed colors, too. Uh, um, the... I was going to think I'm probably in the next couple months, I'm going to get it taken out. It's starting to annoy me. It's just, it's just a before. quick
3: procedure. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's, not that. it's, it's, it's not always going like pre- a, 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 when it's, it's someone pre- else. It's just a quick procedure. <laughs> yeah, I know he's talking
2: to me. They got to put a knife into my stomach. Like, I don't know no, about no, that. No, no.
3: I had my gallbladder taken out. Did you? Ugh. When did you get it done? When did I have my gallbladder taken out? Yes. Uh, when I was like 25 or 26. They just knock you out. Did it hurt? I was, in fact, one of the uh, the first. Uh, I was one of the youngest ones ever to get my gallbladder removed. Actually. Interesting. Not in the you... history of the world. No, but, but the for, doctors yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. It okay. How does feel over. after?
0: You feel after good? Did no, like terribly. <laughs> it's terrible. Really?
3: No, yeah. So I was gonna say, yeah. Nowadays, though, they have uh, they have little microscopic cameras. Can they got lasers? So they're gonna cut like a
2: triangle. Yeah, and just take it all little
3: out. holes, oh. and they stick this little little camera in your stomach. They're gonna zap, pop whatever it is that we need. It's just a little. Mar- <laughs> it's like a marble. But then they stitch you up. It's yeah. actually incredibly painful. Um, so after, <laughs> when I got when I got out of the hospital, <laughs> this <guy>. so <laughs> this guy's I,
2: unbelievable. So get this: so I got
3: out of the hospital and <laughs> I had the stitches. I had Excuse like me. like a pyramid of stitches. So I had like yeah. you know four stitches in my mid and yeah. my little butt. So they basically told me, listen, whatever you do, don't cough. And don't don't laugh. And don't pick. It. Oh my don't god! Don't cough. Don't laugh. Oh my god! Like, dude, I Don't I love I love Dude, the stitches will split no! and your stomach will split oh. open. What am I gonna do? You're gonna look like someone on a zombie on The Walking Dead with your guts <laughs> falling out. So I'm getting sick. They told about me. This. So get this. They tell me whatever <laughs> you do, you can. And they're like we're serious. They said the pain will be unbearable and your stomach's gonna. You're gonna bleed open. But you like, oh. All oh. right. So I'm like, all right. Don't cough. Don't laugh. My buddy picks me up. I get in the car. First thing he has is like a, a joint the size of Cheech and Chong, like hash, yeah. ultra powerful. Yeah. I take a toke. First thing, I start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear God. All right. So so I'm trying to smoke it without coughing. All right. So I got through that. And, you know, I should note that I was pretty hardcore. And I was in a hospital. I was actually going out in the parking lot and blazing and stuff. Yeah. So.
2: so you're saying, like, screw you, doctor. So, yeah. I so I, I
3: got through it. So I'm not laughing at all. All right. So I'm watching TV later in the night. Breeze Company's on, and my mother warns me. I'm staying with my mother at the time because <laughs> I lived in a dump and I needed to be taken care of. So I went to my mother's house out in the country. So it's about eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, and uh, she goes to bed and stuff. And she goes, "Remember, you can't laugh." So, uh, don't watch any of these shows. It was yeah. like David Letterman was coming yeah. on and stuff. <laughs> Late Night Talk. And show. I told her, oh, they're bad shows. They yeah. won't make me laugh. Don't worry. So, I'm flicking around and stuff. And I land on the movie. <laughs> Ladybugs. With Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. I love it. And Jack A. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a bit I I swear to God, (laughs) just looking at Rodney Dangerfield, Tony, I split my gut open. I love that guy. I'm laughing Uh, so hard at that dumb movie, Ladybugs. It actually had a couple funny
2: points. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, that's going to be your big problem. You're going to get out of there. You can't laugh or cough. That's a real problem. (laughs) Eating will be a problem, too. Really? Now I got bigger problems. Man. I want to see John Haley, like, tee that golf ball off your belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Game time
1: have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app.
3: Yeah, Unnecessary Surgery. Yeah. It's a great uh, name of a song, Unnecessary (laughs) Surgery. Um, Just imagine Tony. John Daly just knocks that right off his belly button for him.
2: Well, he tried to drive Niagara Falls. God, that'd be painful. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Remember when I met John Daly game and I hit that 40-foot putt on the first try? That's probably one of the highlights of my life. (laughs) Like, when I really think about it, like, I actually called it. I go, listen, man, I'm going to give money to your charity, but if I hit this 40-foot putt, you got to give me a hundred bucks or whatever. And I hit it, but I'm like not going to say, hey, the money I gave you was for charity. So I just said, keep the money or whatever. And John Daly was like, hey, man. And then I saw him at the Canadian Open and he was actually like shooting like real shit. He just like seven over or whatever. And he saw me and he gave me the old, hey, how you doing? Like that guy's actually, when I met him, a really, really nice man. Like he's been through a lot and uh, he was really cool to me. Nice guy. So anyway, shout out to John Daly. I was really happy for him when he won on the senior tour.
3: So, Tony, who's a. Uh Who's somebody that uh, you were a fan of as a kid or you admired and you yeah. met and uh, they were big assholes? Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, it's it, it uh, who is a
0: big a hole? Um, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. But you of have guys. to have been a fan, not just met
3: a sports personality who's an a hole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. they are all a holes. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's kind of general. I'm tra- yeah. I'm trying to think of who that would be. be. I, I, you know what? I, I haven't had come across too many ales, and especially um ones that I'm a fan of, because you know what? I I never really was like the fan type. Like I rooted for my teams. Um, I like Alex Rodriguez, but I never ran into Alex Rodriguez. You're uh, an Alex favorite. Rodriguez fan. Oh yeah, I was a fan back when he was in the Seattle Mariners' day, when he was coming up as a you know it's a the young one guy. Aspiring everybody sh- hates you. You like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know Is that kind of weird.
2: Well, you said Piazza was a dick to you. He was really nice to me when I met him. I might have caught him on a good day.
3: Yeah, maybe he just didn't like me.
2: <laughs> like
3: Mary Lemieux and
2: Scotty Bowman, they
3: don't like I was them. a big fan of the Dodgers. Um, you know, the Dodgers teams in the 70s and in the 80s. You know, the um, Ron Say, Bill Russell, Davey, uh, Davey Lopes, uh, Dusty Baker, uh, etc. Um, I met pretty much every one of them over the years. Steve Garvey, I met every one of them over the years. And most of them were pretty much jerks. Like, for the most part, you know, like uh, Dusty Baker's not the friendliest guy. Shirley?
4: I like him, actually.
1: You.
0: They're uh, all fired up there, Gabe, and uh, I'll tell you what—they're they're checking out the golf bag, and that's one of the things uh, you got to look at—is uh, they're looking at that. Uh, Cam probably kicked over record as they're taking a look at over you know each other's welts and each other's things. I'll tell you what—someone actually, uh, someone on Twitter actually wrote that maybe I have shingles, right? So I'm listening to Web. I'm shingles are at you got Google,
3: Shingles? Though. Shingles
0: are rid- oh, oh, no, I don't know. Man. Someone. Someone on Twitter you, said I have shingles, right? So I'm, I'm,
2: I'm going to tell you something. There's a commercial with, like, a yeah. middle-aged lady, and she's got shingles on her face, and she's, like, walking to a boardroom. I almost cry when I watch that commercial because she gives herself a look of, like, oh, my God. And I'll tell you, who's the hockey player that Denny Savard used to deal with shingles? Shingles kill, man. Like, I know a person who had sh- that shingles. You don't want shingles, Tony. Stay, stay away. away. They're rough.
0: How can I stay away? But uh, someone on Twitter diagnosed me with shingles, right? So I'm on WebMD. And I'm like, you know, well, what? It's a, it's Have you IP? had chicken
2: pox as a kid? It's guaranteed, Ken, yeah, it
3: if uh, someone on Twitter said so. Yeah, yeah. They're
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and WebMD, it's a lock. So <laughs> <laughs> why, why are they
0: diagnosing you with this? Because, remember, you know, I told you I had a rash about 30 minutes on my ribs. And they oh,
2: said okay. that's Shingles that's are different, though. Yeah, shingles, it's ultra-pain. more like
3: blood and stuff. Yeah. It's not just a
2: rash. Shingles it's like,
3: like uh, the blood vessel. Bloods, yeah. Blood vessels die or something like that.
0: They said uh, if I'm, you know, as long as I'm uh, under 50 – and it's not near my eye. I could be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want them on your face. Like, like if you're gonna have them, the best is on the back. But people tend to get them on their face.
3: Yeah, but let's be honest. As we get older, there's just sort of gonna be lumps and different things. Oh. Like sort of like <laughs> golf balls in a <laughs> Kind of bump, right? like yeah,
2: I got a purple uh, titleist in my gut.
3: Like I'm not gonna lie, I I always have mysterious sort of bumps, lumps. Yeah, I had a massive sort of mini golf ball size thing on the back of my head. like uh, oh, like a, oh, like a
2: goiter. Yeah, they're scary, man. Yeah, you about for that. a couple of days. Oh, you're yeah. thinking lump? Oh, oh, oh G- Yeah,
3: I was thinking, oh, God, I got cancer for sure. But, uh, yeah, it turned out it was uh, from stress. Yeah, stress knots. Yeah, stress stress buildup, yeah. some sort of no, weird. you can get that And stuff. I had a couple of weird lumps, like, on my head and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is you know, any day above ground is a good day. You yeah. just got to accept
2: yeah, it. Yeah, I got a, bo- a bone out of the side of my foot peeking out there, too. I think it's called a bone <laughs> spur, but it absolutely yeah, like... You really do, it, it kills. I like I see the, that, it, You
3: can visibly see your bones. Like you have no idea.
2: Foot. Like, it's like it happened one day, and I was told because you're walking, and I weigh, like, 250 or whatever, and the bone just kind of goes to the side. Yeah, and you I, popped it out too I much. thought I, I did yeah, it when yeah. I'm drunk, but I didn't. I was actually sober, and now when I'm sleeping, it kills the sleep, because I usually cross your legs when you sleep, and this bone just just keeps on hitting my foot in the middle of the night. It's torturous, man. It's man. absolutely torturous. That's why I got four lineups tonight. I couldn't sleep last night. You got night. a lot of issues. I told you. Like you think you're the only guy. Like I got problems. I got. I'm on medication. I, I excessive sweating. I, got, I pop Xanax like Tic Tacs. I got a bone popping out of my foot, and I got a golf ball in my stomach. Like that can't be good. <laughs> See, now I've made you feel better about yourself. You can't? feel better about your shingles now, Tony. Yeah, you feel yeah, like, about like your
3: shingles. yeah. I'm yeah. dying. <laughs> the carpet again the i carpet, don't
2: what am i doing with the carpet okay you, you want the chair off the carpet or on the carpet move well, it off. Go. i gotta be honest with you, i'm just gonna move it off the carpet i don't yeah. want to put it there anymore it's better
3: it's better off <laughs> he's he's got the chair tony on like the edge of the carpet but like with the the chair so like it's deforming the carpet after you know what i'm saying like, yeah. you either you put the chair on the carpet or not on the carpet. It's on the, it's on the, like no, no, between, no. You had I, 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 told,
2: I got your message, it's on the hardwood, I'm not going near that carpet anymore, it's just not good over there, I told you, you got no, like look at the size of it, man, it's crazy. You got gotta, no respect. Like, oh, yeah, I got no respect, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I mean, think about it, though, why would he worry about the carpet? I don't, don't understand. Like, there's dirt and stuff all over. He's getting mad at me. Like, like I'm not doing nothing to <laughs> the carpet. I got to be honest with you. Was He's yelling a... at me for no reason. Like, no. there's absolutely no reason there's, to yell at there me. There
3: was dirt underneath. That's dust from underneath the carpet. Oh. It's like the glue, the, the, That holds the carpet yes, down. Yes. So I will not go near it. Yeah, no. and will... the only reason it's on the floor now is because you continuously keep lifting the carpet Would up. Would you like me to use my carpet?
2: foot to put the dust back under the carpet? Because no. I don't care. No, we'll sweep it up after. Okay. I mean,
3: well, I'm staying back here.
0: Oh hell's breaking loose here, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it all—we've turned into a medical show.
3: I like it. Yeah, yeah, we're very
0: good at this too.
3: Yeah, let's diagnose uh, like psych-, psych psychiatrically now too. We
2: should. Yeah. Say- <laughs> Jeez, I've never <laughs> seen a shrink in I my have, life.
3: Of you, you're an alcoholic and a degenerate gambler. Well,
2: I wouldn't say alcoholic. I'm pretty friendly when I drink, but I am a binge drinker. I'm not gonna oh. lie. When I when I go for it, well, I well, really like, go for it.
3: When Homer went to that like that cult place and they couldn't break him, they oh, yeah. put him in the circle of shame. Yeah, well, with the gruel, and he just keeps uh, on eating it. They're all <laughs> like, they're like, you're fat, you're disgusting, and you smell. You also have a drinking problem, and they're trying to break Homer. Homer's like, wow, you guys really, really know, know me well. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Instead of getting exactly. insulted, he's like, wow, like, it's like you guys spend all the time okay. with me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was an awesome Like episode. You eat like a pig. He's like, yeah, I really yeah. do. I know. I'm yeah. a <laughs> pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a, The leader. The leader. That was a great episode. Yeah, the only thing that got him finally when they did a song like Batman. no, 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 no. Leader. <laughs> they broke him down. <laughs> Oh boy. I'm sure Tony, like that's one of your secret fantasies. Right. You always wish, like you would be like a cult leader, Tony. I could picture you, like oh, I'd be run- a good one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. running an island and like sleeping yeah. with like eight chicks at once and like yeah. life and I all. Mean, like I, I could give them Joel Olstein
0: rousing speeches every once in a while, and uh, and show I'm up. i uh, Joel- David Koresh. <laughs> I know, and I like I like Kool Aid. <laughs> I like David Kores. I like Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's amir- I gotta that, tell you though, from Mag- Kool
3: Aid's
2: Jim Jones, from a guy. Yeah, that's oh right. yeah, the that's Jones right, Jim Jones. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you though, uh, watching a lot of a watching movie, watching man. a lot of Dateline, the per capita killers, a lot of them are from the clergy, man. Like I'm telling you, it's one of these things. They just uh, when the, they get angry, they do things differently. Do you remember the
3: the people that thought there was like a spaceship up there waiting for them and stuff? They were all wearing Nikes.
2: <laughs> no what? is that the choice of aliens that? i remember jonestown massacre what's this one what were they called i swear to god i don't know is this, been... are, you, are you are you shitting me or is no, this no. true so I, you're telling I, me they thought a spaceship was coming
3: yeah they thought that basically <laughs> that there was a spaceship waiting for them i wish there was like uh like you know blistopia or yeah. whatever was up there but they had to kill themselves and i don't know i swear to god yeah they were all wearing the same nikes it's like a picture of them. They're all dead. The Nikes, horrible. Yeah, Phil Knight. A whole new term to the uh, Phil to the Knight meeting. doesn't like that. Just toy. do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just do> it. <laughs> you didn't see that they? Yeah, they didn't. <laughs>
2: you're killing me today, man. You're uh, you're taking it up a notch. Yeah, I'm going straight to hell. You are going somewhere.
3: Um. Yeah, yeah. What was it? So uh, oh. cult, cult, cult Nikes. Guys. In Nikes.
2: Uh, it th- it almost doesn't even seem real, but... Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the they he- Heaven's Gate Cult. Heaven's Gate
3: Cult. The sneakers are worth... Suicide Nikes and Comet spaceships. spaceships. The story of the Heaven's Gate Cult.
2: Wow, what year was this? Oh,
3: my God. Kind of morbid. I don't like I Sure, no, I don't one. like that. There's the, that's the leader? That's the leader. Oh,
2: my God.
3: I'm not Marshall a... Marshall uh... Applewhite. Oh, that's... Marshall were, Applewhite. Sounds like a major they... Major Applewhite. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like Texas the quarterback, quarterback of Texas. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's his dad, Marshall Applewhite. Not major. Mages Texas like, quarterbacks always have the coolest names. Colt McCoy. Colt I think major he's the head Applewhite. coach at
0: Houston, right? Wasn't he the head coach at Houston? Yeah, still, yep. he still yep. is. Yep. An average one at that. <laughs> <laughs> not He's not back to the David Cleary <laughs> yeah, days. See,
2: you guys don't, you don't remember wow, this, Oh huh? No, I don't. What year was this from again? You were saying... No, uh, I don't remember. 1997, 1997 man. Wow got to hand it to you, Marinci. Uh You know a lot of stuff. Are there any positive cults?
3: You guys like, thought you know, I was kidding
2: about No, them. it just sounded like, like I'm like, Nikes? Like, come on. Like, It almost sounded like such BS. Like, it's just. But, yeah, it's I true. I actually just showed a can kind of picture. No, They're a, all wearing Nikes. Nikes. The like, same ones I'm wearing. Like actually, they. no, yeah, those are, like, amazing. Those are good shoes. <laughs> those are like the Air Flights. Remember back in the day? Those are wicked shoes. I don't know. I guess they thought that the uh, the Air
3: Flight would get them to, uh, to, to, to another to, place. To Blistopia. Yeah, Blistopia. Yeah, their leader looks like a real psycho. No, he
2: sure does. Look at those eyes, man. He looks like a talk show host. You on crack. ever
3: noticed though these? You ever noticed this, too, Tony? Like these cults and all these stuff and all this. Never on the East Coast. Like, there yeah. ain't no cult leader and stuff, you know, besides the Gambinos, like, in Brooklyn. You're yeah, right. You know I mean? You're right. It's always in California. Like, you're not getting away with it. You'd yeah. be like, listen, no. get the hell out of here. Go take this stuff to the desert. Exactly. It's always in Southwest. 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 Yeah, you know, this guy was in, like, Northern California up there in the woods. Yeah. You, you can't get away with this crap
2: on the East Coast. Yeah. So what happens? To, is, and you've been from a front guy that's traveling, like, and you've been in cars done, on east and west. You, you've been to northern, like, driven that, like, northern California. Man, it is vast. Like, you pass Sacramento, Lodi, like all those little towns and stuff. Like, tons of places to bury bodies. Yeah, man. Tony.
3: So if you want to set up your call and stuff, you don't do it on like Sixth Avenue no. or like. Oh rats. yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what happens.
0: <laughs> you need a lot of real estate to have a cult, right? Because you got to get For people sure. roaming around aimlessly. So real estate costs too much in the upper northeast. So you got to go out to the mid-America west so they can should- roam around.
3: Well, I mean, I'm well, sure we can start, find some... Well, you want to start a cult? Yeah, and we'll have <laughs> yeah. all the people in our cult just doing DFS research for us all day. <laughs> and you when it gets really sports. bad... We need oh, yeah. your children. Yeah, we're not abusing. Imagine I like on CNN. <laughs> what kind of abuse is going on at the ranch? Well, it's very <laughs> strange. Nothing sexual, but these poor kids are working 16 hours a <laughs> day crunching sports <laughs> numbers. <laughs>
2: It's amazing. The
3: cult leader, Tony Sincada, evidently (laughs) plays a lot of fantasy sports. (laughs) Multiple lineups.
2: Yeah, that's wicked, man. (laughs) Suicide, Nikes, Uh,
3: and uh, Comet Spaceships. The stories of the Heaven's Heaven's Gate Gate
2: cult. Coming back to me now, but I I totally forgot about that. That's crazy. I remember everything.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm reading more about the shingles, man me I don't have shingles. Oh god, Tony, I
2: pray I pray for you. Please
3: don't have shingles. Yeah, that's it. They believed they believed that a spaceship was waiting for them. Really?
2: 39, 39 of them. That's a lot of people. How the hell do you convince thirty nine people to kill themselves? Buddy, I'm telling you something. Brainwashing over time, like it's it, you know you, you can you can do it, man. It's a lot. Of, I know it sounds far fetched, but you know, Stockholm Syndrome and stuff like that, man. Things happen. They've done matching
3: black outfits of pants, oversized shirts, and brand new Nikes. Man, Nike just gets shoes to everyone. They, yeah, they, they hit every demographic. They sure right?
2: do. Even the cults. White, black, Jewish. that you know, Doesn't matter. Muslim. Buy Nikes. Cultish. Yep. You said it.
3: <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. That's a tough racket,
0: though. The, uh... The whole um, getting people in your cult because there's a this, lot of tur-
3: a lot of turnover in cults. Of them, they delegated yeah. two callings to remain alive long enough to clean up after everyone. <laughs> oh, gee, I would have been one of those two. Yeah, yeah. You guys go ahead. I'll clean up after. All right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what the hell is they going actually with packed?
1: People?
3: They packed. They had suitcases full of uh, what? Each person had a suitcase full of clothes. And they were packed and ready to go ready. in wow. front of their bodies. Seems crazy. Many of the be. victims carried $5 bills and rolls of quarters.
2: Why? Why? Was there a vending machine on the spaceship? <laughs> they think there was a toll booth yeah, up I there. Hey, got to pay. You guys got the toll? Yeah. <laughs> what the, a five the hell and is some going on? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, what are you doing with that? Vending? I was thinking vending machine.
3: The Heaven's Gate appeared to be the successor of a 1970s cult known as the Overcomers or the Human Individual Metamorphosis. It's a good name for a band.
1: It's <laughs> a
2: lot of letters, though. Let's call it HIM. <laughs> him? Yeah, HIM? Like a hymn, like H- in the H- Bible. H- I- M. Yeah, yeah, H-I-M. Yeah, but,
3: but HIM, yes, exactly. Yeah, you have a spaceship and some Nikes on the cover. <laughs>
2: It sounds like Jefferson Starship.
3: This hasn't been a movie yet.
2: It's a good point, actually.
3: All right, speaking of DFS. hey yeah,
2: yeah, Tony, you got lineups, buddy?
3: Lineups, baby. He's lineups. got shingles, buddy. He's got lineups. <laughs> so what's up with your shingles? Are you
2: freaking yeah, out? No, You're Tony I mean, freaking out, man.
0: Uh, uh, you know what? I'm looking at some of these pictures, and some of these don't look like what I got here. I don't know. Yeah, uh, good, I'm good, confused. Good.
3: Big Burr says you need to get a vaccination. Oh, no yes. vaccination oh
0: yeah. For I already have it, though. What if I already have it?